Yo, what's happening, people? And welcome back to the Tiki Taka podcast, where you're going to hear hot takes, unbiased opinions, and hopefully have a couple laughs along the way. And to everyone that's listening, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope you all had a good Christmas. Um, we are back after, after, it was only a week off. Only took one week off. It feels longer, though. Yeah, it does feel longer. A lot think, of football. Because that's, that's what it is, yeah. A lot of a football. football. I'm starting to think this podcast may be a bit of a good luck charm for Arsenal, because... Mm. When no podcasts are back-to-back losses. That's what I'm saying. So I guess that means we can't miss another week or season. <laughs> but um, yeah, some teams had back-to-back losses. Um, some teams had back-to-back wins. Some teams yeah. are now five points clear at the top. Um, but as per usual, Man United fans are still the loudest. Um, even though... Either way it goes. Yeah, that's it, doesn't it, yeah it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I had Man United fans messaging me after the Fulham game like they didn't just lose to Forest. <laughs> But I that's guess, what they live for now, guess, the Man yeah, United yeah, fans. Yeah, it is, it is. And I remember when we were there. <laughs> you haven't watched Succession, but they're, they're, they're in the... That Logan has this expression of like, you're searching for a knife in a mud fight. That's Man United. They're yeah. in the mud just looking yeah. for some way to stab someone. Yeah, yeah. Just anyhow. But there's no way they can win. Because if they want to stab Arsenal, Liverpool are going to go and win the title. Yeah, if they want to stab Liverpool, Man City are going to go <laughs> yeah, win the title. Yeah. They're just, they're just down, down bad. Down really bad. But... We'll get, we'll get to, to that. Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah, they them. get their section. Um, because Morgan Gibbs White coming out with some crazy quotes as well, which we're going to touch okay. on. Um, but yeah, we'll start with the early kickoff. Luton versus Chelsea. Um, and Chelsea going 3 no up before it becoming quite sticky. And yeah. I did think Luton might grab a draw towards the end, but a good win for Chelsea. Um, back-to-back wins for them. Um, I think they've got their home to Fulham next. So my yeah. prediction that they will win four games in a row could come true. Mm. Um, but they go to Anfield That's after gonna that. That's going to be a draw so then. It's going to be. Yeah, you said that, it's yeah, going to be a draw. Yeah, through, probably, yeah, probably, probably. But I mean, on the Luton side, um, we we briefly met, spoke on it when we when we met up off air, um, just to go out. But Adebayo. Yeah. Yo. He's a problem. He's a problem. He's a problem. These are like, some of the deliveries he gets are, are decent, to be fair. Some of them is literally just somebody whacking it in the box. And they've told him, like, literally make something out of nothing. Yeah. And he's, like, 10 feet tall in there. Yeah. It's yeah. literally, like, he's, he's already I've, I haven't seen a centre-back that looks anywhere near his height. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like he's on stilts. It's like he's already on stilts <laughs> yeah. when he's up yeah. there. Yeah. And he takes it down on his chest. Or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? Six six Premier League That's goals for Elijah Adebayo. I just want to, like, at Kenilworth Road, man, they're a problem. Yeah. yeah. I don't Big know what problem. it is. Like, they're, they're, like, even in this Chelsea game, Chelsea were cruising. Like that first 16 minutes could yeah. not have gone yeah. any better for Chelsea. Everybody you wanted to be on the score sheet was on the score sheet. Even Nicholas Jackson was taking balls on the half turn, yeah. dropping deep, yeah, yeah, yeah. sliding it through. You think, oh, okay. Poch had him on the wing this game. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, as you're saying, yo, Adebayo, Luton, put yeah. balls in the box, just just like I never mean, for, got in the at, way. At they could have they got something. Yeah, they at 3 nil down to, to come back and do what they did. Like you say, Kenilworth Road. There's a, there's a, but also, it's it's not just about having a great home atmosphere, which they do have. Which they do, but yeah. you, you, the way you play also needs to be up to scratch in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And I think, I've learned lessons yeah, quickly. Yeah, credit to Rob Edwards because yeah. the game we played there, the game that Man City went there, Liverpool, Liverpool. they beat Newcastle. Mm. It's, they're, they're, it's not 
just pure passion. No. There, there is some, and I think Ross Barkley is another one who's a he's major playing, part of that. Yeah, he's just dropping seven and eight. Because <laughs> there's no way they'd be able to transition the ball anywhere near from defence to attack without yeah. a guy like Ross Barkley anytime, playing how he is. Anytime uh, a nice pass or a tidy pass or a tidy bit of play is done on the pitch, and you think, oh, who's that? Yeah, It's Ross. Yeah. <laughs> like, you see uh, that one when the ball's coming down and he like Cruyff turns yeah, passes it yeah. into someone. Yeah, Ross Barkley was running. He got a goal as well. But I do want to say that if Lou and are going to stay up, it will be because of um, just the fights and the performances at home, especially. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. even if, yeah, all right, to be fair, they lost 3-2. They, you they put, might not win an away game from now to the end of the season. But if, if you put in that level of uh, fight into every home game and that level of performance into every home game, if we, even if you're 3-0 down, yeah, you'll turn some games around yeah, and you'll yeah. pick up enough points at home where it's... Um, at least you're not a castaway. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's coming down to the final couple of days or final couple of games. I, so, I, I think the only thing for Luton, um, and I want to I, I want to say that they'll stay up. And I think they're good good teams to have in the Premier League just for the, the when the big teams go there, it's going to be tough. But I think with the teams that they're competing with, Everton, Forest, <laughs> Brentford are down there, yeah. Palace. They've got quality, quality. I don't, yeah, I just don't players. think like all of those teams can we've seen can pick up points home and away. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. which I think might which be is the, the difference. difference. Which yeah. is the difference. Yeah, I was also going to say I feel like I do want Luton to kind of stay up for the vibes. I don't know if they will. I don't really think they will. Yeah, um, but I always think that when a team comes up, especially a team like Luton, and it's like either you've not been in the Prem for a long time. Like remember when Leeds. Yeah, uh, came Chef, up. Chef you yeah, and it's like you yeah. do it in your first season. You make your uh, Chef you were gonna play in Europe. You make your home a fortress in the first yeah. season, and then the second season comes around, and yeah. you're holding drillings like four yeah. or five nil every time at home, and you just can't sustain it's, it. It's that standard thing of like, and we've seen it happen a lot. Um, when a team comes up, and it's like for one season they can outfight, yeah. outpassion, yeah, for outrun, literally like a, a lot of Premier League teams and use that to their advantage, but then. The, the quality next, always comes to yeah, the fore, right? Yeah. So, finished, as you said, not Luton, sorry. Remember Sheffield, they finished below us by like a point. Yeah. Yeah. That season. And yeah, and that was because before COVID, they were, they were, in they were in, yeah, top four, top five, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. They finished below us by a point. And then the next season, I was like, yeah, yeah we're done. Yeah. We can't mess. <laughs> yeah, finished. So, um, but, but on Chelsea, because yeah, um, yeah. I think Chelsea deserved their praise. Um, Madueke got a last minute penalty winner against Palace mm. in the midweek um, and then got his start. And a lot of Chelsea fans have been calling him for a calling for him to start um Amon being one of them and I knew once he came on because he made a difference in the Palace game and obviously scored the pen yeah, I knew Poch would then start him um because Poch is that kind of manager where if a guy comes on and shows you that he deserves to start the next game Poch will keep you in there um and Madueke went and scored again so shout out to Madueke man he spent a lot of time on the bench yeah um and a lot of players might sulk might like and even when they get their chance they don't take it he's come on and he's taken it i think but the, yeah i agree with that it, it does take a lot of credit um or i should give him a lot of credit for that but there's no other way to be at chelsea there's so many wingers and wide options and these guys like mm-hmm. you're you're like at training you must be looking around thinking yeah i'm going to be in and out of this like um but yeah to be yeah. ready i think that's the that's where the credit is like he's put you in there yeah and you've taken your moments yeah. and you've been ready for it and, think, and and there's been a lot of rumours about Madueke wanting to go on like, out on loan or wanting to Yeah, it's going to be one of those ones where you need so. game time. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be those ones definitely where you need game time. And you have the, the I don't know, the blessing and the curse of Chelsea is they've got so many guys who are roughly the same age, mm. all fighting for the same position, where it's yeah. like if... All with similar attributes. Yeah, for example, yeah. if if uh, Madueke gets games and Nico Jackson's on the bench, Nico Jackson would be like, oh, well, maybe I should go on loan. It's yeah, the same yeah, with, yeah, you know, it's the same yeah. with, you yeah. know, Mudrick and the same with like all of these guys. So... 
Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for Poch to, to actually yeah. handle all of these, especially if all of them are starting to collect sterling when these guys are on the bench. It's yeah. like, how long yeah. is that going to last for? Yeah. You know? Well, well I, th- I think the way Madueke has just played, I think he keeps his place. Yeah. Um, and I think as long as as long as he keeps Kuku doing was the business, on the bench as well. Yeah, yeah. I think as long as he keeps doing the business, he'll stay in the team. Um, I think Nkunku will will start to. Who come do you in. think you would have as your starting like Chelsea front three? Because they have like they have so many combinations. I'd have. Well, I'd go from midfield. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think Enzo should come back into this team. Do you hear they don't play without yeah, him? Yeah, and I think even when he came, he came on when they were three 0 up. And, started, right? yeah, yeah. and it's not like he was directly <laughs> for the goals, but away at Luton, like Enzo's just gonna get munched. Yeah, like yeah. so. I'd keep it Caicedo and Gallagher. There's no way they should be selling Gallagher in January. That's that's just yeah, a death wish. Um, especially not to help them. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, go on. I think I'll let you finish. Palmer in the ten, I think that's his best position. I think that's where he should play. Mm-hmm. Um Nkunku up top. I'd keep I'd go with Sterling on the left and Madueke on the right. Okay. That's what I would do. And I, I think Jackson actually played quite well from the left. And I think that will take away some of the goal scoring pressure on him. I, I, I weirdly don't mind Jackson. I know he gets a lot of shit because um, he misses chances and yeah. he's, he's such an unfinished product. And I hear that. But um, I think he was, he's one that I would like kind of just give him games because yeah. that's the only way he's ever going to get out of. And he, and he has some nice moments. Like that's not the assist that's, for Palmer. That's that, what I'm saying. That's why I think play, playing him on the wing will take up that, that goal. Like you need to bag goals. Like, I'll take that away from him. Yeah. Because I, I think he's, Jackson's going to be one of those guys where he's. He's going to get a lot of stick this season. He'll probably finish with like, um, you know, 10, 12 goals, all comps, 15 goals, all comps. He's already on seven now in the Prem, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, he's a 20-year-old winger forward striker yeah, in his first, first season in the yeah, Premier yeah, League. Yeah. It's like, well, how much? And he's showing you bits of quality and a lot of rawness. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely stick Jackson and, yeah, just give him the game time. Just give him the game time. Just Where would you play him, though? Um, it depends on how good Nkunku is. Um, Kunku's better than Jackson, and like no, in terms of like, yes, down the center, even just from the because I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind putting Kunku in the ten behind Jackson and Palmer, on the and putting, right. yeah, and putting yeah. Palmer on the right because I think I, I do think the ten is probably Palmer's best position, but I think at this stage in his career, um, if he's always going to be having his back to goal and stuff, he's just going to be like getting crunched. Like we a lot, a lot more. Especially if he's he is as good as we think he is, yeah. And as soon as guys start realizing that, it's just gonna be like knees in the back, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. They, they um, start, yeah, yeah, and it's like he might as well see the game ahead of him, get the ball from the wide with the ball with the crosses in, yeah. You know, ride the challenges, then um, you know, be yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. I see I, what you mean. I see yeah. what you mean. But but yeah, I, I just think <clears throat> for especially for someone like Palmer who is Chelsea's main creator. Yeah. Um, almost like a Bruno Fernandes in the, t- in the yeah. like way he creates the chances and stuff. To put him out on the right, I think then, to be fair, if you play him with Gusto, who I think looks decent as well. Gusto does look decent. Um, an overlapping. And he's young as well. Yeah. yeah. And Gusto will get up and down. He looks like he's, he's got, got the, the engine. engine to do that. Yeah. I think that, that could help Palmer if he does play on the right. But, um, yeah, ultimately, I'd, I just think Cole Palmer's been one of the signings of the season. That, that second 100%. goal, the way Quality. he rolls. It was. It was. It was very Ozilesque. I love the celebration as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then him and Madueke's interview afterwards. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chelsea three points behind United now. Yeah. They're climbing. That's going to be an interesting uh, who finishes ahead of who battle. Chelsea um, Chelsea will, will finish ahead of Man United. Man United. Well, well next week, um, just an exclusive here, 
me and Michael are going to do, I was thinking we'll do mid-season awards and predictions. Okay. Um, so we'll have like player of the season so far, flop of the season so far. Yeah. Um, and we'll predict title winner, top four, okay. everything else. And um, yeah, we'll stick around, see if Chelsea, see if Man United, well, we'll do top seven. They'll yeah. all get European places. I mean, United might not even be in that. Um, That's fascinating. But yeah, we'll move on to Aston Villa versus Burnley. Um, <clears throat> a game that I think Aston Villa actually got away with one here. They were fortunate to get the three points because when Burnley, but I say that, when Burnley made it 2-2, they, I knew they would lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they have that in their DNA yeah. now. And, and it, it couldn't have come in a more Vincent Company Burnley's way. <laughs> In this, this stupid penalty to give away, like just so slow. It's 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 the timing as well. It's like Burnley could have they could have given that penalty away in the seventy seventh. Yeah, yeah, they could have given it away in the eighty, yeah. you know, eighty first, eighty second. It's like we're gonna we're gonna wait till the clock is absolutely run down. <laughs> yeah. Give us no chance. At down rebuttal. to ten men, everyone's run their socks <laughs> off. No way of coming back into this. Give us no chance at rebuttal. And yeah, we're just just gonna concede. Companies made all his defensive substitutions. Yeah, let's just sink the ship. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but it was a cold pen from Douglas Louise off the crossbar. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, Villa picked up the three points. But I think I think there's there's already early signs with Villa that the way they're playing might not be sustainable. Sustainable. For the rest of the I season. think their away record, man, they can do this at home. But I think their away record is going to let them down, and their performances away are going to let them down. But I do want to give credit to Leon Bailey, Leon Bailey. I just think Emery's got him cooking, man. Yeah. When yeah. when Diaby came. I think a lot of us thought like I, I remember the guys were even joking on Twitter that um that Diaby's gonna replace Bailey again at you know two different clubs. But he stood out this year. Yeah, he's getting yeah. game time, he's putting in. In my opinion, work. he's looked better than Diaby yeah, when he's played. He's, um, and Diaby, Diaby scored again. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Watkins has nine and eight or whatever it is now. Yeah, it's still crazy in the game. Um but yeah, I think um I think Villa I think they're gonna struggle to to make top four in my opinion. A hundred percent. Top four is going to be tough. That consistency yeah, yeah. Um, towards the end of the season. But to give the Villa fans out there some credit, they still have some people to come back from injuries. Yeah. Like some big injuries. Yeah. So this could potentially not be the the best form. But I agree with you. How they're playing now, they're away form. I, I don't really see them staying up that high. Yeah. And look, look, we're we're not experts. Yeah, exactly. Right? But but when I watch and this is from experience of seeing Una Emery's football at my club. When I watch Una Emery's Aston Villa, I, I can see the kind of the where, where it's going to happen. Yeah, the the downfalls of the system. And I mean, they were lucky against Burnley. They were a bit lucky against Sheffield as well yeah. to even come away with a point in that. They threw away the game at Man United, um, and I think they've got Everton away next, um, which will be a decent test for them. That Man United one was where I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, that that's that Unai underbelly. Yeah. If we can beat yeah. two up and just throw a game away, <laughs> <laughs> just give it up. Like you say, points, that, that away form have three points. You can't have that away form and get into the top four. So yeah, yeah. the season because yeah. other teams will. But to be where they are, they're what second. Yeah, um, and the, the reason the second half is even more important, as you, as you said, like it all comes to a head. Like teams in the bottom start. We're, we're, we're talking shit about um, Burnley, and obviously, I don't know if they've played away already yet, but. When you start coming to Burnley away and they're fighting for points, it's like it could be a different story. If they if they have a different manager. <laughs> I, well, I, 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 don't, I don't think anyone's gonna be worried about going to Burnley and their company. Right, I they'll, they'll give you the game. <laughs> they'll gift it to you. And they've got to stop missing these guilt edge chances, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, got to. I think it's um good for good for Vanley that Lyle Foster's back. Though he does, look, he looks like a threat. He scored an offside goal as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Where he ran from the halfway line, a good, great finish for his goal. Um, but yeah, we'll move on from that game to Palace versus Brentford. Um, Palace winning three one. They picked up a bit of form, as expected with Eze and Elise coming back. back. Two quality players. Yeah. Um, Palace Elise just, bagging up brace. Two great goals. Yeah, Olise, I mean they were all great goals to be fair. Elise is is really that guy though. Yeah, he's like. He he he's well, like. Well, well, let him quantify that. Um, I was about to say something crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's that guy. But what does that mean? He's that guy in the essence of um, like when people are crying about a lot of uh, flary wingers and skillful wingers left the Premier League and they're all like cut, you know, just knock and run guys, finish at the back post kind of guys. Olise is like of the ilk of the Mares yeah. and the Zaha. And I was going to say Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. I think he's more Mahrez than Zaha. He's definitely more Mahrez than Zaha. Yeah. But I, I mean, just in the sense of like, you definitely don't want to see him, or you do, but you don't want to see him in quotation marks one-on-one yeah. with your defender because he will not just knock him out, he will he'll dress him down. Yeah. He'll rip yeah, him. Yeah, he'll, yeah, like, yeah. He'll, like, like, he'll cut him inside <laughs> out. You know. Embarrassing. Yeah, he'll literally yeah. just, like, yeah. and he'll do it with such ease you think oh no, yeah, this guy is yeah. really, you know and it, and it will just look it really will look yeah the aesthetics is really good the aesthetics is all there with the I, think, I think he's very similar to to Mar- obviously he's got a left footed yeah i know what you mean he's, he gets close to riyad Mahrez, but in a week where we've had gary neville compare compare certain man to riyad <laughs> i think this is an actual comparison you can make but i just think yeah of of if you're still looking for that we definitely love that in wingers uh yeah. of yeah. like somebody who can just like one-on-one just a guy that i not even just one-on-one just make something happen yeah with such ease and such yeah. class and uh only say only say shows that they're still here in the premier league yeah for sure yeah. and he's playing for crystal palace who yeah. you know we're five for 15th and 16th place like the quality we have is nuts i, I think league. he's definitely the next one that will go to the bigger a club. top six top six team um yeah and yeah depending on as is the same as well like as yeah. just glide past the guy as if he's not even if there. if as a to be fair both of them have been a bit injury prone. Mm. Eze in particular, if if he could have a season away from lo- any long term injury, yeah. I, th- I think his numbers would be crazy, very good, very. He's good. got that, like the way the first touch for the goal. Yeah, the commentator called it a Mateta dummy. Like there was just an awful. <laughs> he just completely missed the ball. There's there's definitely not a dummy. Um, but Eze's first touch and then left foot across the goal. Yeah, like I also yeah. want to shout out Mateta because. He, he's bringing something. He's bringing something. He's bringing something. Week in, week out, he's bringing something yeah. to this Crystal Palace side. But, but, but you know, Mateta before Eze and Elise were in that team, yes. the whole thing was dry. Ayu, <laughs> Schlup playing up there. <laughs> that's a, that's Will Hughes in the 10, yeah, Mateta. Is, uh, yeah. no, that's, uh, but, that, but with those pieces around him, I agree with you. Provides Who something. did they play? Not this, not just this last game, but the game before. Mateta was having that defender on strings, turning him inside Valle out. Chill. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, but he yeah. couldn't get close to him. And he sure got dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. The Rolls Royce. <laughs> but yeah, shout out, shout out Crystal Palace. Um, and Roy as well. And it, yeah. At a time when we thought Roy might be a bit under a bit of pressure. And stuff, yeah, yeah. He was coming out. Results. But that's um, so Crystal Palace. Well, it's so Crystal Palace yeah. to just be like, just get a guy back. Normally it was Zaha, but get somebody back from injury. And it's like, oh yeah. No, we, we win three on the bounce. Yeah, yeah. And it's pushed it. Lose three on the bounce. Yeah. And yeah. Kind of bring it back. But I mean, Brentford are struggling, man. Yeah, 16th in the table. Yeah, um, and I think I think they've been really badly hit by injuries. Of course, Bremo's out. Um, yeah, Tony, 
I think Jensen um, only just came back. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they lost somebody else as well. Well, this is going to Afcon. Yeah, Rico Henry's been out. Yeah, Rico Henry's Nathan been out. Nathan Collins has just come back. Yeah. Um, I think Ben Mee's been out. Yeah, it's going to um, be tough. I think yeah. Wilson and another guy, Michael, might be going to Afcon. So, but I think the the problem with Brentford is they're losing games like anyhow. They're losing like they're losing like they're games a lot. Like they played Wolves midweek. What was it? Four one. Yeah, it's, it's they're losing games. It's, they're losing games by you know three four goal margins where they're just like blown out the water. Yeah, they're losing games where they go ahead and then get pegged back and can't get back into it. Um, it's normally Brentford used to be rigid. They were one of the few teams that didn't uh, succumb to that second season. We yeah. can't keep it up yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, they had a style that were very rigid. They were very tough to break down. Um, so on and so forth, set pieces, long balls. Tony, you know. Yeah. Uh, and now it's just like they're losing. Like They could be 2-0 up and they could still lose the game. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I think for a team like Brentford to, to lose Tony and Mwemo. Yeah, no, in the, yeah. Like it's just for long, for long term. For, for any team to lose not your number one and number two talisman. Oh, for long term, for long term absences as well. Not even just like three weeks here, two weeks yeah, there. Yeah. It's like yeah. months. But I think Tony can play. His ban is over. I think he can be back next game. Um, oh yeah. yeah, not that, I, that he'll start because he won't be match fit, right? But I think it's from the nineteenth or something. So it might be not next the game, week but, after. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at least they, they'll have him. Well. They might have him. They might have him. Who knows where he might go? But he scores. He definitely scores in his first game back. That's that's Barclays. Yeah, off the bench. That's just how Barclays. It might be Tottenham actually. That <laughs> that's just how the Barclays. Barclays. And then he might go to the camera. And go, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. It's the opinion. But we'll move on from that game to Man City versus Sheffield United. Um, I mean, I think Sheffield had 15 percent possession in the across the 90 minutes. Man City just absolutely dominated the game. Um, and I mean, the only person to really talk about is Phil Foden, man. Um, started playing in the 10. Um, and like, we, like when we had the debate about the top 10 wingers, um, I said as a number 10, I, th- I think Foden's almost undeniable there. Yeah, no, um, he's, he's And the quality. way he was playing, what he was doing, against a against low block at Sheffield as well. Um yeah, he turned up. He turned up big time for both. For I mean, the first goal, he, he nagged an assist there um, with Rodri just driving forward and burying it. But the second goal was a win, man. No, I think uh, the no, I was gonna say cameos. They're not been cameos. Then like the ninety minutes that Foden's been putting in for the past two games um, show you his levels. Like he just does some stuff where I, was, I remember we were speaking about it off air. Um, and Stemman was agreeing as well. It's just like somebody will drill it into him. Carl Walker or Rodri or whoever it will be will drill it into him. In between the lines, and he'll just make it stick yeah. with his like his first touch will just kill it dead. Yeah, you know, and then his second touch he's able to get you know, dribble around somebody or whatever it is. <laughs> and he's he's almost turned. That's what I'm saying. With his first touch. That's and and he made <laughs> yeah yeah. And he's he's so assured that his first touch is dead that his head is already up. His yeah. head is already like surveying, yeah. swiveling, and it's like yeah. I just think um he is he. I was gonna say again that he is that guy, but he he's shown the levels. He's just shown the levels that he possesses. Yeah, and um, I don't know, Pep. I also give Pep a lot of credit because Pep does this where it's like, Pep gets a guy to a certain level. You think, oh, this guy's undeniable, mm. and then it's like, I don't know what whatever happens. You rotates him out, or somebody else gets their their time in the sun, and then Pep brings him background. And yeah. every he always yeah. brings him background. Yeah. Like whoever it is, always is brought background, and you think, oh yeah, this guy is incredible. Yeah, like, yeah. what the hell? 
Yeah, um, I mean, Pep's done it with so, so many guys. Cancelo, yeah. He did it with De Bruyne. It's like, he always brings him back around and you think, Gundogan, you Mahrez. think, oh, you think, oh, Gundogan's yeah. not a six, he's not this, he's not that. Bernardo. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, this guy's actually yeah. World, yeah. world class. So, shout out to Pep for knowing guys and just knowing how to get them in that zone. And when they play that, these three or four games, it's always, you know, elite quality. And um, and yeah, he, the mix. he sent KDB out to warm up like That's, three times. I, those are the mind games, but... Those are the man games I kind of love from Pep. And even, even Jurgen Klopp's talking about it now. <laughs> like Jurgen Klopp said that KD, KDB went out to warm up and now the whole country's shaking. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So it's going to be a long day. It's going to be interesting to see where he plays Foden with KDB back because that 10 spot is KDB's, um, you'd like no, to think. Well, I, well, he might play him deeper. You think? Yeah. I think uh, he could, well, yeah, he could. He could. I wonder what KDB is going to be like though post injury. I don't know if he's going to be as locomotive as before. That's why playing him deeper, you think, could, could help him. Just long, just now the surgeon. Because long balls. I mean, not, not, <laughs> no, nobody's questioning KDB's deep lying play. Yeah, yeah, no, like, not at all. Yeah, especially if Ireland back. And, and with the way Man City will dominate the game, if he picks up the ball on the edge of the box in five yards of space, <laughs> do you know what? I can already see a, like a throw in deep in Man City's half. Yeah. KDB yeah. takes it with a no-touch turn and just sprays it outside of the foot. 70-yard diag. Yeah. All <laughs> Doku's got it. Yeah. <laughs> One-on-one. Yeah. You know. Holland's in the box. Square yeah. goal. Yeah. It's just how it goes. Um, but I, I was, I was going to say just on my seat, man, like, I watched the game and I was... They're, they're so... Ugh, you know? I, I, I think um, in, in my experience watching Premier League football, which is probably from about 2006 onwards. That's the that's the best team I've seen. Or so yeah, to be honest, maybe even in any competition, um, including Pep's Barca and that this Man City team, I think is the best team I've watched. Do you know what? Do you know what I like but don't like is how plug and play it is. Like you have to give credit to guys like Oscar Bob coming on and doing 25 minute, foot 30 minute cameos and like Rico Lewis drag back reverse passes. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody knows the system. Everybody knows the triangles. Everybody knows. Um, who to trust in what position with the ball, and uh, yeah, it's just such a well-run yeah. machine, and and yeah, it doesn't matter if they're five, seven points behind at this stage. Yes. You know that they could always. And I know, I know, I know. I predicted Man City to win the win the title at the start of the season, um, but if there was any hope that I did have, it was obviously no one's done four before in a row before. Mm. Even Fergie couldn't do it. But I've got to a point now where I'm just kind of thinking like. I don't even think we can we can use stats for this match to quantify this stuff. Yeah. Like this, they've already shown that they can blow all of those stats out of the water. The problem is, um, I'm obviously going to come on to Arsenal. Remember how I was saying that we just need to stay within five points of the title, you know, and come to that March to May period, just be within five points and see what happens. The problem is they're just getting KDP back. Haaland's just going to come back and you know, hit the ground running again. So it's like they're the yeah, juggernaut yeah. to be. They're the yeah. heavyweight champ. Yeah. We just like does not want to go away. We're still yeah. Yeah. practicing as hard as ever. And the problem is prep rotates and he's getting new guys in. Yeah. And like yeah. Alvarez wants his second. Yeah. And yeah. you know that's that's Doku the, wants that's his the thing first to, and to keep that team hungry. Hungry. Um I mean it's I mean Pep is to be fair, I don't think you need to do much to keep Rodri hungry. I think he just wakes up and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but Rodri, no, I don't think we talk about Rodri the way we do if he doesn't play under Pep. I agree, 
I agree, but, like, but, like, like but we, we talk about him as a great holding midfielder if he played under Klopp because he because Rodri just has undeniable quality. I mean, Rodri right? under Klopp would also be a, like, yeah, be a more, but I, the, the, the way Pep because because Rodri's the most important piece in the whole team. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, but you would talk everything about everything goes to what 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 Pep's CDMs don't we talk about like that. Javi Alonso, I, I don't Busquets. Think, I don't think Fernandinho was... He, he, and Fernandinho gets top, his credit, though. Top, top. top. We he, give him his credit. Rodri is just... I, I agree, but that's what I'm saying. The This is the levels of... Javi Alonso, Busquets. That, those kind of holding midfield players that Pep's managed. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put Fernandinho in that. Because he's got four prems or three prems. Yeah, or... you know, bro, I had Fernandinho in my top 10 midfielders ahead of Yaya. <laughs> Fernandinho was cold. But but it, when you just look at the player, I get it. Fernandinho I get it. doesn't I get have it. what those other three players Rodri have. leaps through the air from a corner and just buries it, just puts it. <laughs> just, just that's, puts it. And that's the thing. And Fernandinho's that, never that done that. Chabi Alonso and Busquets don't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rodri scored the winning goal in the Champions League yeah. final. Yeah, he'll just slap it from... Yeah, that yards. A nice curve finish round the round the player into the bottom corner. I think, yeah, man, this this Man City team is just they they not only are they so well oiled, but it's just like the movements that every the way players move within the team, the way players come into the team. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah, it's, it's different. It's a long day, um, and we still haven't seen Pep do his January fuck around yet and play <laughs> Bernardo at left back. And, <laughs> Try try and find and a I new think way Stones to win the might league. be out again. It just just won't yeah. it just won't mount. Yeah, but Kanji's just come in and be in the role. Yeah, I can't, I can't play yeah. last game. He locked it down. It's yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> not too much to say. You know, yeah. it's just Man City doing what they do. I mean, but obviously we expect them to beat Sheffield. But yeah, I just I think that that I, would, well, I I was kind of hoping that they'll come back from the the Club World Cup with some a little yeah. a bug something shaky. No, it's gonna. You just know that this could be the start of that 10, 15 game run. Exactly, and also they've come back and they they win their game in hand. They're two points behind Liverpool. Yeah, right. So where the, whereas they could have come back and Arsenal and Liverpool could have been yeah, six, six or seven, seven eight points. points clear. Yeah, yeah. Those players probably came back from the Club World Cup and are probably thinking, "There's no way we can't win this league." <laughs> Yeah, like KDB these guys, these guys have back. let us come back. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and still be within two points. There's no way we can't win this league. Yeah, the locomotion is going to be crazy. They're giving it to us. So, well, first. Um, but yeah, moving on from that game, Wolves versus Everton. Um, <laughs> horrendous performance from Everton. It was 3-0, could have been 5 or 6. <laughs> um, the juice ran out. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the clean sheet juice ran out. But no, man, Wolves, Wolves are playing some good ball, man. They beat Brentford 4-1 earlier in the week. Yeah. Then went and beat Everton. Um and Mateus Cunha and Huang. And Huang. Balling. Balling. Balling out. Been balling loving out. These, these Huang points, man. Yeah. I think, um, I think yeah, we, we beat, but we've given Gary O'Neill a lot of credit this year in, on this pod and again. So I just think he's done so well with this team. Like, you can't forget how Lopetegui was like, yeah, there's nothing here. Yeah. I have to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he gave up this team on this. Compete. Yeah, he gave up on this squad days before the season began. And you know Gary O'Neill has them wherever they are, you know twelve or whatever the hell it is, yep. getting getting stuff out of Cunha, goals and assists out of Cunha yep. for the past couple of weeks. Huang has ten goals. I saw something the other day. It's like he's not had ten goals combined in his last two years. Yeah, and yeah. we're halfway through the season. Um, so and, I... and Gary O'Neill actually came out and he said that when he came in, he didn't look at Huang as the source of goals. Yeah. Which just means that obviously he had in his head, oh, this team needs a goal scorer. Mm. But just the system that he's playing and the way he's coached these players, 
I mean, how many of those Wolves players would you say Gary O'Neill's made a better player? Yeah, for sure. For, for, Cunha used to be the most frustrating. We've seen this yeah, earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah. But how frustrating Cunha is because he glides past people like they're not there. Yeah. He'll like create overloads, dish the ball off, or and it's like a poor pass. Or yeah. Shoots yeah. over the bar, or, you know. So to add that to Cunha's game. Um, and this has all been without Neto. Neto yeah. only just came Neto's back. Neto's only just come back. Even um, Sarabia, who wasn't like a bad yeah. player or nothing like that. Yeah, but, but he's, he's brought him in. Yeah, he's brought yeah. him in. He's getting something out of him as well. Lamina. Yeah, Lamina's, yeah. Lamina's their linchpin. Yeah. It doesn't work yeah. without Lamina in midfield. Dawson still, he's getting the best out of Dawson. Yeah. You know, so, um, and Aint Nuri's also just kind of come back. From, and and as a manager, as well. that's that's one of the most important things you need to do. Is where can, when people ask, has he made so and so better? Has he made X, Y, and Z better a better player? Yeah, that's one of the most important things you you have to do as a manager. And I think Gary O'Neill's done that with almost all of his players. Yeah, it gives um they all look like they're playing better than they were last year. It gives what you call it. It gives him a lot of well, it should give him a lot of credit in the bank going into transfer market, transfer windows of like if yeah. you give me quality players, if you give me a squad to work yeah. with, we can yeah. actually really move up this this ladder and like not just settle for finishing just that relegation you know? yeah and also for him to go from Bournemouth do yeah. the job he did at Bournemouth and keep, keep him up, up in the miracle and yeah. they go to Wolves and kind of carry it on yeah and he lost my we're, so, we're, we're seeing Steven Gerrard coaching Saudi yeah we're seeing Frank Lampard <laughs> yeah, get, yeah. get the Birmingham job after Rooney's just been sacked rumours are Frank Lampard's gonna take that job yeah but Gary O'Neill, not no doubt, if whatever happens at Wolves, he'll find another Premier team. Yeah, for sure. He has the quality. Yeah. Somebody yeah. just needs to believe in him and give him a project. Yeah, and let exactly. Him, and let him see it out for two two or three <laughs> years. Because um, he definitely... And on top of just like... They're playing good football. They're playing good football. Like yeah, they Wolves. are. And they have that Molyneux were tough to beat. Yep. The crowd get up for it. Yep. They've beat City there. They've beat a lot of teams Tottenham. there. Yeah. It's like, we're not just going to roll over. Chelsea. So, um, fair play to them for sure. Yeah. Fair play to Gary O'Neill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll move on from that game to Nottingham Forest versus Man United. Um, Man United's ninth Premier League loss of the season. I think 12 in all competitions. Um, and Forest took the lead before Matt Turner decided that he was a Man United <laughs> fan. We need to do another, we need to do a Matt Turner for him watch week on week in this pod. Okay, yeah, I think they're yeah. in, I think they're in direct competition to be yeah. the shittest goalkeeper in yeah, the Premier they are, League. They are. Matt Turner takes it this week. Yeah. Fordham did his best though. <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't really much he could do about the two goals. <laughs> so we, we can't cuss him out like, about that. that. The anxiety when Fordham has the ball at his feet in the stadium. Is Matt Turner. Is... <laughs> do you see when he kicked it up in the air and it came back to him and he caught it? <laughs> Guy, guys playing basketball. But I wonder why, what, what Arsenal was seeing in Matt Turner for him to be our second keeper. Like yeah. we, can, we, we can't even trust the guy in FA Cup games. Anyway, <sighs> he has to get dropped. But he won't. He won't. He has to get Nuno's going to keep him. He made a couple of saves at the end. No, I think keep him in. Nuno was a goalkeeper himself. Like, he knows. Exactly. If I, if I drop Matt Turner, he's never coming back. Mentally. Yeah, but the next guy, the other guy can, can be decent. No, no. They saw it. They saw <laughs> enough of him. Who, who wants Matt Turner to come back? <laughs> the thing about Matt Turner is he's also got the... I don't know, man. He's got the... I don't even know the next guy's name. He's got the marketability. He's American. Instagram handle is Head Turner. Come he's on. in Nottingham, bro. Like... I spent three years there. There's, <laughs> There's no much market to be seen. I just know Nuno. I just know Nuno's not going to drop him, and Nuno's going to come in and just say, "All right, man, you're the number one. Yeah, you're, you know, club, not club record signing, but we spent spent ten million in whatever the hell it was. Yeah, how ridiculous yeah. that is. Yeah, but go on. I'll, I'll let you finish. But yeah, I think um, 
I think, yeah, also obviously he gives the ball away. Rashford scores. They make it 1-1. Um, it was a good finish from Rashford as well. Yeah. Um, but I could in three minutes. <laughs> they're down the other end. The ball gets cut back to Gibbs White. And you, you didn't actually see this, That's but you I just said. had the commentator. Yeah, I didn't actually see this. I was... Uh... To give you too much information, I was on the toilet when Man United yeah. scored because I thought... Otherwise indisposed. Yeah, yeah, I was, exactly. I was indisposed at the time. And all I hear is, Gibbs White! <laughs> I come rushing back down. Yeah, right. yeah. And then the forest and I, crowd. And I see him, you know, it's always good when you see you know, the player at the corner flag like, tapping the badge, yeah. you know, yeah. giving it all that. And I'm yeah. like, I, I can't believe... I, I can't say I can't believe that United have given up. I could generally believe it, but I still couldn't quite believe... Three minutes, for example, at least let it be a, a 97th minute. You know, yep. they've stole, you know, but like to just give it up, to just say, yeah. yeah, we don't really want these three points. Yeah, we don't even want a final finish. Within three minutes of equalizing, we don't want to speed, we don't even want a showdown at the end. Just take them, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just take them. And a good, brilliant finish from Morgan Gibbs, where yeah, an finish outside the box. Elanga this doing, this Elanga revenge tour. Elanga doing the business. Yeah, putting that, it to the bad. That hog on Nuno at the end. Yeah, passion. Yeah. I've never seen that. See his interview afterwards. No, what I was, was that, he saying? Uh, he's saying, uh, "I'm Man United. Uh, wasn't really getting the game time that I thought I maybe should have got. Um, I didn't really feel appreciated there. And I've come here and I had a point to prove today. Mm. And you proved that, Anthony. Fighting tour. You proved that. Fighting tour. You talk. got the assist. You showed that you were the best winger on the pitch that day, um, and that your old club should have kept you." Mistake number 74 from Eric Ten Hag. Yeah. Um, Would you, like... But I, th- I think Morgan Gibbs White as well, the thing that um, I was going to mention was that he, there, there, there was the audio of, like, them before the game, or it might have been at halftime yeah, even. And Morgan Gibbs White is, like, to the whole Nottingham Forest team, look at them. They don't, don't want to be here. Yeah. Embarrassing, Man United. Embarrassing. But it's true that... Sure, Opposition players know you don't want to turn up for this. The, the It's true. And it is embarrassing. Yeah. It is very embarrassing. But it's, it's we've true. We've been there. It's true. We've been there. No, we've been there. And it's true. Like, would you want to be in the Man United dressing room? It must be... Who, who are you hanging out with? What's going on? Everybody's head is down. Rash was I'd getting... be hanging out with James Sancho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'd be in the yeah, yurt. Yeah, you'd yeah. be in the yurt. I'd be like, it. this manager sucks, <laughs> bro. I, um... Yeah, giving on and Forest their credit, man, to be Man United and just know that whatever happens this season, we can win a game and we'll lose the next one, no matter who it is. Mm. They could beat Man City tomorrow and lose to Luton, yeah. lose to Burnley. Yeah. You know, um, that inconsistency, we've been there. Yeah. That season where we finished eighth, we could have had um, 15 losses, 15 wins. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and the, thing, the thing that with, um, and we'll, we'll move on to Man United here. Um, and the thing with Man United is that the, I remember Arsenal's last season under Arsene Wenger, um, and we won three away games all season. All season, and there was just a, a rotting mentality in the squad. Yeah, we just of we going away from away. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the crowd getting up for it, and yeah. we just boil it, yeah. and we just wouldn't stand up to it. And Man United have that. Eric yeah. Ten, Eric Ten Hag has instilled that in the Man United team that we are a bunch of bottlers and yeah. we will go away from home and just get beat easily. Like, that first half was dry again. Man United are one of the worst teams to watch in the yeah. Premier League. Uh, yeah, and you should be sticking it to Nottingham Forest. Yeah. They're, the reason they've set the managers because they're worried that they're going to be in and around. Exactly. And you, should, no... you should show them you are <laughs> going to be in and around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? exactly. We're going to put you in and around. Yeah. But there was no no kind of intensity from Man United. And, and it's not, game off the and, game and off and the Forrest game. Knew that game was there for the taking. Any time Man United go away from home, yeah. I know that West game. Was, West Ham was the same exactly. thing. 
exactly like you're like that game is for the tip especially when it when it gets to um nil nil around the like 60th minute i just know united are gonna lose that game yeah like like somebody yeah. wants to be a hero yeah and um and i think the most concerning thing for man united i was having this conversation with my friends um this could be a topic for another week about like nunes and hoyland and all this kind of stuff and guys were saying that oh yeah new hoyland doesn't get service you know and i i hear that to a certain extent and they were saying that teams are coming up to united and, and playing deep blocks and i'm like are they playing deep blocks? Yeah, yeah. I feel like teams are coming to United and thinking, "Don't worry, we can play <laughs> yeah, football. Yeah, we'll press you. Yeah, we can. We, yeah, we, we could. We could put men into the start. We could put men into the other the opponent's field, and I think coming onto Ten Hag as well, man. Some of those decisions taking Kobe Mainu off, bringing yeah. Max Tomlin on, just leaving a vacuum in midfield, and yeah. then playing like a basketball game. Yeah, like that can only. I, f- I think I think those decisions as well. Man United fans are onto Ten Hag about taking yeah. Kobe Mainu off, but then. I hear it, but, but I, not for McTominay. Yeah. I, when you're winning, nobody really cares what your manager has to say in the press conference afterwards, right? Because you've just won. He's just going to make three points. You, yeah. You're enjoying yourself. Whatever, whatever he has to say, you listen to it, it's cool, it's nice. But yeah. but when you're losing and you're down in the dumps, everyone's tuning in. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Or uh, me me at least. As a fan. Because I want to know, yo, what's my manager doing about this? Yeah, yeah. Right? So when we were there, I was watching those Arteta interviews. Like, what's yeah. he saying about this? Where, where are we getting? And I think that's where Ten Hag is really letting himself down and really allowing the fans to turn Get on him. Back. Because, okay, he's come out and he's told the truth and the fact that the Kobe Mainu substitution was tactical. No, no injury but related. Why does he always come out and say, yeah, this was tactical? Yeah, that provides. But then he also comes out and is saying stuff like, oh, we, we played well, we created chances, they had two shots and scored and whatever. Um, which again is going to annoy Man United fans because they they watch the game. Nobody thinks Man United played well. Yeah. Um, and then he also he also just has this thing of like <laughs> he'll he'll come out and he'll say, "Oh yeah, when when we get our players back, we'll start winning games, brother." If you get those players back and you do not start winning games, that is so sackable. Yeah. It's also you, you can't come out and say, "When I get my players back, we'll win games." It's also um, it's weeks it's match match week eighteen. Like yeah, that that excuse is always gonna be around. One ten and lost nine. That, that that's crazy. That excuse is always gonna be around. And Arsenal, it's the same excuse. But like when it comes to uh, when when it's match week, you know, twenty seven, yeah. you can't be saying, oh yeah, when we get our players back, we'll start yeah. winning games, yeah. bro. This season has come and gone. Like yeah. do something for yeah. me now. Yeah, we're, uh, we're past halfway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying like teams are coming back around. Um and I hear it. You got you got injuries, but everybody's got injuries. Yes. Uh, and I and, think and, and the only one I think, um, I don't think he would make a massive difference in terms of like results and where United are in the league. But I think he would make quite a big difference to the way they play. Is Lissandro? Is Lissandro? But I was gonna say because I, Man United cannot. Onan is their best player on the ball yeah, in yeah. in their back four or I, five. I I agree with you. Lissandro makes a big difference. But who partners Lissandro now that he's fallen out with Varane? Maguire. So he does Lissandro and Maguire. I think that will be his. Yeah. That is Jekyll and Hyde almost because Lissandro's good on the ball. He wants it. Yeah. He wants to play higher up the pitch. He can like he can do that. But Guay wants the opposite. He wants the deep block. He wants to head it out. He yeah, does. Why can want. help him in the air? So, but you, that that means you're playing like if you're going to be doing the pressing game and having Lissandro in the build up and stuff. Um, there, you I guess you have no other choice. But you have to trust Maguire to do stuff that he's not yeah. good at. I mean, like, that's that's fair, what it works fair. with Lissandro and Varane. It works. Yeah. Yeah, because you know Varane's got the pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but to be fair, it might be Lissandro Johnny Evans. And that's even that's that's like come on. 
So I'm saying these are the problems that Ten Hag has, yeah. and and a lot of it is his own downfall for falling out with Varane. Whatever yeah. he's done with Varane, what's going on? Like extending Lindelof. Yeah. <laughs> like the they're fans, not extending Varane. Like the fans they need to see more of Lindelof. I think Lindelof is not he's not terrible, he's but right. but in times like this, you don't want to be hearing. Yeah, Lindelof has got an exit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, where, where Lindelof needs that one year extension. Yeah, Regulon's going yeah. back to uh... yeah, going back already. <laughs> but but that's a smart Malassia... that's a smart move from Man United. Do not sign Regulon. Don't sign Regulon long term. But let him finish the season. Malassia's yeah, not back. Yeah, yet. I'm surprised. Sure, so it's not trustworthy. It's yeah. not like Sure is going to be fit to the end of the season. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Could... Sure could roll over his ankle, blowing kisses to his wife tomorrow, mo- <laughs> tomorrow morning and be out for the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I just think that I, I, I'm, I'm almost, not really, but almost coming to the point where I feel for United fans. No. Because no. anytime they get any bit of like, yeah, we're, we're back, we're United. Oh, we can build from here. It comes crashing right down, like right down. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that is ten. That's the best part, and that is that's, it is the best part. That's it the best is part. the best part. I, 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 I will, I will, will say this. Obviously, we haven't had a pod for two weeks, or whatever. Um, and me and Michael met up over that period, and um, we were talking about because uh, even at my uh, my family Christmas dinner, I got told by a couple of Man United fans that um, we shit on Man United. All we hate time. Man United. Yeah. Stephen told us we shit on Man United a lot. <laughs> The thing is, Man United have been shit. Yeah, like, have. like it's not like okay, so like if Tottenham, we're not shitting on Tottenham. Yeah, like whenever we speak about Tottenham, we give them their praise and whatever. Yeah, but you've been shit, so we have to talk shit. But Michael, I was saying to Michael, you're relentless with it, and Michael was saying, and this, this I actually heard this point. You were like, yeah, but when Man United are in this phase, you have to take every. Opportunity. You do have to take every opportunity. And and the thing about it is, I would not be, but Man United fans are onto Arsenal. For losing back-to-back games, <laughs> what? Like, look, look at the table, man. What I'll say is, check, I, check your mirrors. I, I, I only feel a little bit of sympathy, and I only say this in the pod now for United fans because I know that the worst is yet to come. Yeah. When, when, yeah. when, once you realize, but, but I, I don't feel that sympathy because they said at the start of the season that Ten Hag would have the, the no title be, race. You know what? This is a. I remember there was one away game in that Arsene Wenger era. At, um, it could maybe have been the Emery at West Brom. Where we just like completely blew the game up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and lost. Yeah, yeah. We got, I think we got a red card, and gave away like a stupid penalty, and we just lost. And I remember that day being like, "Oh yeah, we're not, we're not like a threat, yeah. or we're not like a top four threat to these teams yeah, anymore. Yeah, teams yeah. can just come and have us." Yeah. And um, once you don't have that basement, that like floor of like Arsenal always used to be like, "Yeah, we're a top four club regardless." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like United have that. They've just like somebody's pulled that away from them. And now they're just reeling. Yeah. And they've just realized and they throw they throw like more shit into people's faces, like, oh yeah, you're Saka, where is he? Yeah. Did it did it but it's only because they're, 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 they're. Where's <laughs> Yo. It's too easy with United now, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's too easy. Yeah. But, but, but I will be here to put that knife in. That's that's the the thing is once once Emery had left and Arteta had come in. There was an acceptance, and and I, we'll talk about this when we talk about Arsenal because I think to, Arsenal fans on Twitter, yeah, well, and man, me and you, yeah, like don't group us together, yeah, right. We are we we are not the same as the Arsenal fans on Twitter, I sh- yeah. Go on, but Man United, we never once thought or said Arteta is going to win the league at Arsenal coming into a season. 
Like, just finished the back of last season. It's pre-season now. Or Arsenal going to win the league. Arsenal going to challenge for the league. We yeah. never once said it. Even last year, I said at the start of the season, I didn't think we'd get top four. Yeah, yeah. Because Tuchel was at Chelsea. I was saying was going to take six. Yeah, there was, there was still, there were other teams around us that I thought were probably better than us still, yeah. right? But Man United fans at the start of this season, for just challenging, third in right? the trophy last year, yeah, just back right? in the Champions League, we're going to go and challenge for the but that's my That's my point. They they thought that that was their floor. Like, and that, that is my issue. Yeah. That's, but, if you're going to say that, you now need to hold the smoke when it comes. <laughs> I love that Man United fans are like, we were never going to win things anyway. That's their mentality now. This was always a transition. And, and now they're saying, you still think you're going to win the league? I never said we were going to win the league. Don't, don't <laughs> spin it on me. I never said that. That was you, man, saying that. Would you, uh, how do you think it shakes out with Ineos Ten Hag moving forward for United? Like, Do you think it's honestly just going to be this? Or do you think they honestly put a run together of like, we win five games, no, six games no, on the bounce? No, 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 no. They, they can't do that. They're not good enough to do that. They don't have a manager good enough to do that. But then that's that's so damning for them, though. That's what, so yeah. like, but that, what, what, he has to go. If you can't string, if you can't fix this and win five games in a row to put them in the top five contention, top six contention. Yeah. Um, do you think he can win five games in a row? I, I, I don't. They just beat Villa. I don't. At home, Playing Evans and Maguire and all these kind of guys, you're not going to win. McTominay and all these, asking Ericsson to come back and now still be some sort of box to box. Yeah, like I, I think if United fans are really honest with themselves, yeah, even the the ten hog till I die section, guys, right? If they are really honest with themselves, deep, deep, deep down, they want Ineos to come in and sack him. Yeah, they do because then they can say, "Oh, Ineos have come in. They want their mass <laughs> changes. They're changing everything. They want their guy. Oh, look, Newcastle did it it's with true, Steve Bruce and they brought in Eddie Howe. There's new ownership. Everything's but, changed. New, new director of football. New." And they can use that as their excuse for ultimately Ten Hag just failing. But in many like ways, in, when you look at it right now, in many ways, like, it does need to be cleaned out. Like, there is a lot yeah. of... Yeah. There, there, there is a Ten, lot Ten of Hag needs to be sacked because he's whack. Yeah, there's a, lot, because... there's a lot of rubbish. Like, yeah. but, and I, once Ten Hag goes, like, like oh, Malasia and oh, all of these guys that he signed. Anana, yeah, Sandro. All of these guys that he signed. Amrabat. Um... There needs to be a clean out. I, I think, but, and I, and I want to get onto this, right? So Ten Hag currently has, I think he has a worse record than Gary Neville at Valencia no for this season. No um, and I, I, I wanted to ask you, is, has Ten Hag's period at Man United, I know they won a trophy, yeah. right? but at least this season, is it worse than Oli? Um, it's it's yeah. You mean this just for the season? Let's let's take all of Oli's tenure yeah. and all of Ten Hag's tenure. Oli didn't win a trophy, did he? Yeah. So that's the one thing that Ten Hag yeah. can say. But and you know but, what? Do you know what? The vibes under Oli. There was vibes under Oli, but you know Oli had that. Um, they 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 went to the Etihad and won. Oli had that Europa League final loss though. Yeah. That yeah. was that offense. Yeah, to Villarreal. <laughs> they they should have come out cruising yeah. in that game. I think. Um, I think the problem is, it's it's opposites. Yeah, I I don't think man the way Man United play. Only they had more of an idea. Yeah, they were going to be a yeah, counter-attacking yeah, team. Yeah. That they were going to be, and fans didn't like that because we're Man United and we should be crossing yeah, and yeah, da, yeah, da, 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 yeah. Da. but. Oli knew that we have to be a counter-attacking team to get any sort of yeah. points on the board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ten Hag's team, 
I think as well, the players definitely played for Oli. Um, yeah. yeah. They were, they were, like, Oli didn't really have a game plan to make them good enough to compete in seasons, but they played for him in the extent that uh, whenever Oli's job was on the line, they'd, they'd man, yeah. no matter who it was, yep. City, Barcelona, whatever it was, they'd PSG. Pull, yeah, yeah, they'd pull out a result. Ten Hag can't get out of the group stage. Oh, yeah, everybody's running 10K, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, with Ten Hag, I think that's what it is now. When Morgan Gibbs White is saying they don't want to be here, like, I don't know if guys are like, I'm, I'm going to run 10K for Ten Hag. Yeah, yeah. So, to answer your question bluntly, um, I don't know if recency bias is getting ahead of me, but uh, actually, no, I'd say Oli's is worse. Yeah? Yeah. Just because of that Europa League final loss. That's what sticks out for me. Yeah. That was, that was like, they had to win that. So, now, I'm just going to read you Ten Hag's record this season. Compared to David Moyes' season <laughs> at Man United. Yeah, Man United fans, stay tuned for this. Listen to this. Both played 20 games. Yeah. Both in seventh place. This is when Moyes got sacked? Yeah. Well, this was after 20 games. Okay. But Moyes is only there for one season. Okay. Right? So the same amount of games played. Moyes, 34 points. Ten Hag, 31. Goal scored, Moyes, 33. Goal scored, Ten Hag, 22. They scored less goals than Luton this season and goals conceded Moyes 24 and Ten Hag 27 but the points thing David Moyes had three more points after 20 games this season and there's no doubt Moyes was worse than Oli yeah yeah Moyes I, I think this is and I mean Culture Cam said this he's a Man United fan I think this is the worst it's been post Fergie for United yeah I'm I'm not gonna disagree because it's, it's bad now like it's I'm I'm going into games thinking you're going to lose this. Yeah. Like, uh, and 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 as it happens before your eyes, as much as you love it, and there is a, a little bit of shock, you're not that shocked that they've lost it. Uh, but if if Ted Hag loses another big final, if he gets to a final and then loses it, or if he has another big sort of, if he has, he has a 7-0, to yeah. be fair, which could be as, as yeah. bad as any final loss. I don't know. I just think with Oli, we knew as a manager, fundamentally, he does not have it. Yeah to hang at this level. Yeah, yeah. And I think Ten Hag, it's starting to look that way. But No, it is that way. It's starting to look that way. But it is that way. I also kind of think that Ten Hag is, he, he, I think his failings is different. I think he doesn't have the personality to manage Manchester United or to, man to manage a club of that ilk. He can't deal with the commercial stuff. He can't deal with Jadon Sancho bitching yeah, out. Yeah. He can't deal with Varane. Yeah. He can't deal with Casemiro. He can't get guys into shape mm. and tell guys here three days play football yeah um i think that's more so and everything else centers from the fact that he can't he, he can't he can't get it done on the pitch he, at all though no but i think that all seeps into him not getting it done on the pitch because he can't even use his tools he can't use sancho he can't use these what, guys sancho's a tool he can't use but all of these guys that he's chased to play a certain style sancho's a broken screwdriver but I, 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 look regardless sancho's been shit for united but and i'm not here to say that there is a player in there obviously but i'm just saying that we don't even know what system or what like the additional systems Ten Hag could have tried to have used. With I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not hearing the, the look, Sancho. The I'm not. I'm not it's not. Makes it's a difference. Argument. It's not about Sancho makes a difference. It's about having like you have a squad full of talented footballers, and your a manager is Eric Ten Hag, and you can't even scheme or like make every sort of schematic possible to get this team to play football. You only have your yeah, friends because he's whack. But it's not even about him being whack. Okay, he's whack. Yes, he's whack. But the, a lot of the reason as to why he's whack is he doesn't even have the relationships with the players or the fans or even the people internally to get the best out of the squad. He's already handicapped himself 
from his personality alone. At least Oli could go to anybody in that squad, put his arm around him, and be like, I need you on the Get weekend. Get him to play for it. I need you on yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ten Hag can't even do that. Yeah, yeah, At the yeah, bare minimum, yeah. he can't even go to everybody in that dressing room. He's got guys who he's tried to kick out, who he now needs every week. And all of this kind of stuff makes him limited as yeah. a manager. And it's like, he didn't have the chops from the jump to handle the pressure in the media and he's coming out and he's lashing out at players in the media and there's certain players he's babying. From the beginning, he shot himself in the foot with how he's going to be able to use his team. So it's not about Sancho can come see the season. Same thing with Lissandro. Lissandro comes back. Who's his partner? He's filling out with Varane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like well, now what are you going to be doing yeah, tactically yeah, yeah. With, yeah. With, with, with Lissandro and Evans? Evans is 36. Yeah. Done. Lissandro yeah, is trying thing... to enter his prime and you're trying to partner <laughs> you're trying to partner him with Johnny Evans and play football where? On the halfway line or as a deep yeah, block? Yeah, Lissandro yeah, doesn't yeah. want Lissandro doesn't want deep block football. He doesn't want yeah. guys on top of him. Johnny Evans doesn't want it on the halfway line. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. all the manager not being able to have the personality to deal with Varane and to deal with Casemiro and to deal with put Casemiro, Lissandro and Varane together. <laughs> and, and, it, and the only reason you can't do that is, is personal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like obviously Lissandra's injured, but like you know, even Casemiro and Ten Hag, they've had their little whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. suspensions, and he needs to do more in this and that. I need more football, and like yo, the the, the thing is, I I would say yeah, that's been a problem, right? His 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 player management and and falling out with players, but you can fall out with players and still score more goals than Luton. True, no, and and that's where I agree with you. That's where I agree with you. Like. He, he's made bold decisions and got them wrong. Yeah, and not exactly. and not like exactly. and not like not seen any yeah. upside. Yeah, like Anthony oh. and all, Martial <laughs> stick for three weeks, and it's like he's yeah. just letting Martial yeah. run all over him. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Martial would run over many managers because he just doesn't Martial care. Martial he just doesn't has been care. ill for three weeks. For three weeks. <laughs> But this is they all Ten Hag. Where's Martial? He said he's still ill. Like Martial- I've never seen a football player miss three weeks of football because of illness. So, Martial was was poor under Oli, but he had the bare He had respect. one of his best seasons under Oli. He had, the bare, he had the bare minimum respect of Bubble Martial. To turn up to training, to, to lounge around on the bench, yeah. at least. Yeah. To lounge, like, Martial is at a stage where he's like, I don't even care about lounging around on the bench. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Yeah. I'm out. I'm sick. I'm still coughing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Bro, how can, honestly, being ill for three weeks, man, he just doesn't want to come training. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that have let Ton Hug down. His decisions on the football pitch yeah. are, are largely to that. But I think what I would really attribute a lot of it to is like his his personality to be a Manchester United manager was not a happy not a happy marriage that United fans thought it was going to be. Mm. And like the longevity of uh, his ability to deal with players has limited him tactically as a manager. And yeah, now, yeah, as, you, as you're saying, like, you know, bringing McTominay on and asking him to do whatever it is you're asking him to do. You tried to sell him in the summer. Yeah. And now you're saying, come be my hero. Yeah. yeah. And I think for um, uh, for me, it's just, I take I take some pleasure in the fact that <laughs> after they lost to Arsenal and Mikel Arteta handed Ten Hag his arse on a plate, yeah. he came out, cast out Jaden Sancho, and it's just been downhill uh, since uh, then. Down... They haven't been able to recover from the whooping Mikel Arteta gave them. Zhoosh. And, and, and every week, Sancho earns whatever he earns. Uh, and he thinks, I'm right. He's Go, going back to Dortmund. Yeah, it's crazy. On loan. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But we'll move on. Yeah. We'll move on. United fans know they're down bad. Um, but to Fulham versus Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal's second loss in the space of a couple of days. Um a awful performance, uh, worst Arsenal performance of the season. Yeah. Um, 
probably the worst Arsenal performance in a while. Um, and the problem I had in this game um, compared to the West Ham game is the West Ham game, we had the chances. We, we, we didn't take them. West Ham defended well. You can kind of have those games where West Ham just kind of, they got every bit of luck. They got the, Everything kind of went for them. They defended well and their game plan was just everything went perfectly for them yeah. right and on another day Arsenal win that game nine yeah. times out of ten in this game what annoyed me Fulham didn't even have to play well to win the game yeah yeah Fulham, I, Fulham were maybe at 60 70 percent and they won the game yeah it's, if, it, as well as going ahead in the game yeah and like <clears throat> just giving it up so easily and not putting I, sort of the team didn't put a fight to, to, to get back on level terms but as I was saying to you just before we started recording, it's like um, in both games, West Ham and, and the Fulham game, it's like they went 2-0 up and they went 2-1 ahead with like half an hour plus to play. And I just didn't feel as if we were like beating down the door, yeah, yeah. trying our best to get going. And I get, I the get it. The keeper wasn't making sense. That's what I'm saying. It's like you know. if the keepers are here at the end of the day and um, kind of like, I know they lost the game, but like the Bravo was making some crazy yeah, saves yeah, yesterday. Yeah. If that's the case, I, it's an easier pill for me to swallow then the just like lackadaisical pass back and forth, back and forth, have a yeah. shot every 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like then try and force a pass through. And yeah. Just take it. And then Arteta brings Reese on and we, you know, we have like three central defenders and like seven attacking yeah, players. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I get it. This is the 10 minutes now at the end. But we, if we had done more earlier on, mm. if as soon as we went down a goal, um, we start moving it quicker, maybe yeah. miss a man out. Don't yeah. do the whole, like Ben White passes to Rice. Yeah. It's so Rice, slow. Rice passes it's so slow. The, the, the football has been so slow. Yeah, um, the, the performance the has been painful to watch, and I think that's the most disappointing thing for me. It's like we can, yeah. like, I get it, man. When we're, we're games are just going to be lost. The Barclays Premier League, West Ham are a good team. They'd won the similar games that we had mm. coming into that mm. that um, that game, uh, and even Fulham, man. Fulham away, it's it's like it's a game. Okay, we should get three points there yeah. for sure. Yeah, but just the performances and the lack of. Uh, urgency when we're goals down with minutes to go to get on like get shots away make something happen like we're banking on one or two chance like clear-cut chances rather than yeah. like really knocking down keepers doors mm -hmm. and i think that was the worst i think that's the worst thing yep i agree i agree and i think um i think for the west ham game <laughs> there, there's there's nothing more arteta can do to win that game arteta's yeah. done everything he can and the, the players on the pitch just haven't taken the chances. Yeah. But in the Fulham game, I think Arteta's got to take a bit of blame there for not doing enough to kind of change the play style. Yeah, do and something. Like, even the West Ham game as well, but we we created chances in that game anyway. But especially this Fulham game, I was just watching it and the ball goes to Martinelli or it goes to Saka and I'm just screaming yeah. for someone to overlap them. Yeah. Like, when Liverpool play, and we're, this was so evident last night, and obviously we'll talk about Liverpool, but... Diaz or Salah would get it, and Sabozlai, Trent, it's busting along. Even, even Joe Gomez, yeah. Joe Gomez is, and he knows he's no one's passing to. He's Joe never Gomez getting the ball yeah. to cross with his left foot. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's doing that, but he's busting a gut to just, to, space. just to create a one v one. Whereas for Arsenal, Ben White hangs back, Kiwi Oz and Chenko, whoever it is, is in midfield, and the wingers are always two v one. Yeah, he's screaming it's for so an overlap. Long to just create some separation, create some space and do something. So I think a bit of blame there for Mikel Arteta, but for me, I mean, the overreaction is insane. It is. It's typical Arsenal. I expected it. Um, <laughs> I expected Arsenal fans to just go nuts and title race over. We're in a top four race. Like, I'd, 
I personally don't believe any of that. Um, I don't agree with any of that. Arsenal are still in this title race, in my opinion. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know what you think. No, I, I think the hysteria is so annoying. I think that, I think it just uh, Arsenal fans don't really have the minerals to be in a title race. We don't. It? I think there there is. I think it just comes out of desperation to get a Premier yeah. League trophy. Yeah. But like we and, and because it's not going the same way it went last year. Yeah, yeah. I, and we, like, we were saying this off air. Like <clears throat> last year, we we have to just like put that away. Yeah, that's going to be one of the greatest Arsenal seasons. You know, you know, maybe not in a while, but like that we've seen definitely for a while. Yeah. And it was almost fever dream esque where it's probably the greatest for the last decade or yeah, a hundred percent. Everything went everything was going in. Yeah. Thomas yeah. Partey's long shots yeah. crashing into nestling in. Yeah. You know, ev- like everything went our way. We were playing fluid football and um it can't always be that way yeah. or be that easy. Yeah. Like like, you know, this time last year, um we were sharing the goals around between Jesus, Saka, uh, you know, Martinelli, yeah. Odegaard. And like those are the same four players, it's just not yeah, quite not clicking. What, what, what's getting me is people putting up comps of last year and saying, "Oh, last year was a fever dream." <laughs> like we're never gonna get back there. But I, let, I, and those guys called up. That was Mikel Arteta's team. I, that's what I don't like, though. Guys are like, "Oh, we we need to get um, he's never gonna win it. We need to get somebody else in to get us over the line." Like the reason Odegaard got fifteen, the reason Martinelli got fifteen yeah. was because Mikel The reason Saka's who he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I think, the, I think the stereo just shows that we're a little bit like entitled and spoiled. Of like, I don't know. We just assume that now that we have a good team, we should just run away with it. Yeah. Win every game. Yeah. yeah. Win the league by however many points. And I, I feel, I feel not bad for the players, but it's like, also like, for example, Zinchenko will put in two bad performances. And it's like he's got to go. Yeah, Zinchenko's done. I see how much we missed. And we, we talk about the fever dream of last year. That was Zinchenko was a yeah. huge part of yeah. that. Yeah, like huge, massive part of that. And it's like, oh well, he's done. Let's give you all, yeah. put him in there, sell Zinchenko in the summer, <laughs> or like you know, as soon as Timber comes back and did it. I think I think the the major problem for Arsenal is that maybe six or seven of the players aren't playing to the level they played at last year. Yeah, yeah, which. You you could say, oh, Mikel's not, but we know Mikel can get the best out of these guys. So it's on these guys to just kind of up their form, I, really. Um, Gone. I actually agree with Gary Neville, who made the point that, um, and I rarely do, so, but he made the point that, like, Arsenal's forwards, and he said this after the Liverpool-Arsenal game, same thing with Liverpool forwards at the time, he was like, they don't make too many passes between each yeah, other or connections yeah. between each other. And I think that is a massive difference, like... Whenever Saka gets the ball, it's like he either has one or two passes. It's yeah. back to it's Ben White if he makes the overlap, yeah. or Odegaard yeah, or Trossard yeah, yeah, in the pocket, yeah. and it's never a ball into Jesus, mm. or it's never you know the switch to yeah. Martinelli. Um, they just need to make more passes between each other, more combinations between each other. And whenever Jesus does get the ball and pin a defender and tries to roll it off to Saka, we look dangerous, but it just never happens anywhere near enough yeah. with any sort of frequency. How many times have you seen Martinelli? Break away from his guy, yeah, but not have somebody to hit in the box or not have Jesus close enough to him. So he checks back and cuts it to Zinchenko or to uh, Havertz or whoever it is who's like at the top of the key. Like it it happens just way too often. Like I need Jesus to be there for a one two or I need, um, yeah, somebody to be there so he can flash it across. I also kind of have slightly a problem with Jesus. Because even sometimes when we do get the one-on-ones, he's just never between the sticks. Yeah. Like no one, yeah. there's no one there to aim at. Yeah. And we've got to cut back because yep. you just don't want to give the ball away. And that's all it is. Mm. 
That's all it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. if sometimes Jesus is a bit more in between the sticks and a threat for the central defenders and Martinelli sack up someone to aim at, or there's a little bit more combination play, yeah. and you can do a one-two, get more shots off on goal, yeah. that are cleaner cuts, and not like three or four guys in the way. We score two goals or three goals in the next in the last two games, and we don't come out with zero points. We come yeah. out with four points yeah. or whatever yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. and that's just like, and the season's not over. The title's yeah. not over. We're yeah. all, you know. But I, I think the thing is, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, is that Arsenal fans just for some reason expect it to be easy. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and expect it's... it to, and are almost treating it as though it's Arsenal's title to lose. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. Which, and and I wanted to do this briefly here. Because like we both said that we think Man City are going to win the league, and the, for me, I'm I'm not going to be feel any type of way if, if Man City don't. win this. Yeah, game yeah. And Arsenal don't. The only way that I'm going to be a bit angry or annoyed and maybe question Mikel a bit, but not to the point where he should go at all, is if Liverpool win it. Mm. Because if Liverpool win it, we could we, we feel like we're a better team than them. Yeah, that yeah, I'm, yeah. I, is, I'm not, I don't know if I can really. Accept, I know Liverpool have had players that have won the league and stuff and whatever, but I don't think they will. Right? I think Man City will win it. And how many how many Arsenal players do you think get in the Man City? Both if both team have their both um, teams have their strongest eleven, how many Arsenal players do you reckon get into the Man City team? Um, one of our central defenders will. You, you'd have Edison. You'd have, have Edison. Kyle Walker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I I think for me personally, I, I'd have Gabriel and Stones. Yeah, you leave Saliba out. Yeah, I I yeah uh, yeah I think yeah Stones can it, do the Gabriel Stones, Stones can do the Saliba thing. But, and, uh, but I agree, one of them would be in there, right? Yeah, so that's one player. I think at left back, it would probably be Ake. Ake yeah, whoever, whoever they yeah, play, whoever they want to put there, right? If we're being real, Tommy I, Asu. Actually, yeah, you know what? I'll give it Tommy Asu. I would give it Tommy Asu. So Gabriel and Tommy Asu. Yeah. Um. Rodri would obviously be in there. Yeah. Bruyne would obviously be in there. I think I think Declan Rice would be in there. Yeah. I think I think if you were just picking the best three players to be in the midfield, and you could have Rodri Rice and, and KDB. Yeah. And you know how much I rate Thomas Partey, but Thomas Partey can't play. Yeah. No, no, forward, I agree. I agree. And he's not going to get in over Rodri. Over Rodri. So at the moment you got Gabriel, Tommy Asu, and Rice. Yeah. Probably have Saka on the right. Yeah. And then you'd have Haaland. And at the moment, probably Alvarez or someone, a Doku or an Alvarez or Bernardo. So I, I, it depends on who's the manager because I think yes. I, I personally would still go with Martinelli. I still think Martinelli's gonna gives come, you that something. He's gonna come. That's like, but that's a biased you, you opinion. You know, I agree you with you, but that's a biased opinion. Non penalty league goals at the age of twenty one. Just leave it at if that. If you're not a, a very good player, no, I, I agree with you, but um. But that is a but bad let's say opinion. Bernardo Silva. Yeah, like, yeah. Say someone Foden does does whatever, right? That's four Arsenal players, yeah, compared to seven Man City, and that's that is also the thing. It's uh, so, I, to, so to and that's my point. So to expect Arsenal to win the league or to run away with it, yeah, is is so so mind boggling to me. I think uh, if we if we ever do win the league, it's going to be as an Arsenal fan, lifetime Arsenal fan. I know it's going to be in the most dramatic yeah. fashion, yeah, the most dramatic fashion yeah. at the very last day, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go 1-0 down yeah 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 it's, it's comes, not gonna be easy. it comes down to the it like it's gonna take every ounce um of life that you have yeah to be an arsenal fan to go through the trophy and it will very rarely be the liverpool we just you yeah, know by, just storm out <laughs> yeah, by, yeah. Chris, by christmas is wrapped up and it's done uh and as i've been saying all season we're only five points off top 
Exactly. Only five points off top. And if you if you're gonna pretend as if Liverpool and, and, and City, we got to play Liverpool at the Emirates. And if you're gonna if you pretend as if Liverpool and City are not gonna lose another game till the end of the season, you're delusional. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't excuse the fact that we we've, we've been poor. Yeah, not I'm not excusing yeah. that. It's been I and the thing is the West Ham game. I know we lost that game, and I'm saying we played well. So that one I can almost put to the side. Had we beaten Fulham, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Fulham, it it makes it a bit more of an issue yeah, when two, we beat. Two L's in a row. And one of the things I wanted to touch on as well is. I don't know what you think about this January transfer window because I'm not expecting anything. Yeah, yeah. But I was speaking to guys, or not speaking to guys, but like there is this sense, I think, on Twitter or just like, yeah, speaking to a couple of guys of like, well, either just going to go by a striker or go by a winger or go by like a central defender and a left back and like come back with three different signings. I'm fully expecting us not to make any signings. Yeah, yeah. At all. Unless somebody goes out. Yeah. Or alone? I think that's likely. I think someone can go. Who do you think? So I was going to ask, like, obviously... I think Reese or Eddie. I think... Ooh. Yeah, I think one of them will go. But I I can see us not signing anyone. Um, and the only reason I say that is because from what we know of Mikel, he's he's not going to sign someone for the sake for of For the sake of signing someone. someone. If, if he can't get the guy he wants, he won't sign someone. Yeah. Right? So I think the rumours at the minute are Anana at Everton from a midfield midfield signing obviously Ivan Tony um and that Usman Diamande sporting for for a defensive signing yeah if he can't get one of those three he's not going to do it. he's not i don't think Everton are not going to give up on Nano but apparently because of the financial situation that they're in they might and I, but like i say i think the rumors coming out about and it could be arsenal being coy mm. and being clever and saying we are ffp we don't have money to spend and whatever to get brentford to lower it to 60 70 million or whatever <laughs> it could be them being coy but if that is true obviously if you sell an academy player this pure profit yeah FFP, yeah and that's why i think reese or eddie could go i think he will keep smith row and give smith row a bit long because i think smith people saying smith row is gonna that. go i i would be shocked so um, i'd be shocked if eddie goes because Arteta's given Eddie game time and trust and constantly sung his praises. And um, so I would be kind of shocked if Eddie goes, unless it is to finance a move for Tony. And I was going to say that... He, yeah, he, he, won't, he won't get rid of Eddie without bringing in a striker. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. And I... I, 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 I with all our attackers seemingly off form, it makes you feel like we are 100% need an attacker. We might 100% need an attacker either way. Mm. I probably would agree that we need an attacker either way, but... When Saka isn't really like quite there for ninety minute performances, and Martinelli isn't really hitting the numbers, mm. and Odegaard isn't even like, it makes you think, oh, can we do it without that? Like, you know, but for for me, it has to be a striker. I've said this, I've said yeah. this for a while. For me, it has to be a striker. If Arsenal want to win the league this season, the only way they do that is if they sign a striker. Sign, I I would agree with you, but there has to be a bags man. Yeah, they have to come in. And it's you've got January. You have to hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you uh, there is no time to delay. There is no time to like sort your feet out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. I mean, I mean, Jamie Carragher. Tony would be too expensive. Yeah, probably. But Jamie Carragher made the point the other day. He was like talking about the four forward players: Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, Jesus. Um, and he was like, they're all very good players. Um, can they take Arsenal to the title? It's, it's looking a bit sticky at the minute, right? But in order for Arsenal to go and improve on any of those four players, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's a lot of money. Like, who are you going to buy? That's what I'm saying. And how much are you going to have to fork out to go and improve on those four that's, players? And that, I agree with that. And that's the same thing with uh, this whole, like, just, let's just replace Zinchenko. 
Who are you gonna? Who yeah. are you gonna? Who, yeah. who, who's gonna? No, be, nobody does it like Zinchenko. <laughs> who's gonna be out there? Even and, when Timber comes, and back. I was gonna say Timber's coming back. So and Tommy Asu's gonna come back from Asia Cup. Yeah, and obviously Ben White is still Ben White. So it's like, who are you signing on a six month contract? He's through injury at the moment as well. Who are you signing on a six month ish type of contract? Who's gonna be better than them? Yeah, and willing to just like sit on bench when they eventually will come back to fitness and good health. Yeah, because when they are, yeah. when they do come back to fitness and good health. We want to see caviar football. Yeah, we want to yeah. see, you know, I want to see Timbo, I want to see Zinchenko in, yeah, yeah. in, you know, so it's like, yeah, I agree with you. But that's why I fully expect nothing to happen because I think that's too difficult. If Arteta is going to be on that same vibe, which he should be, of don't sign anybody just for signing them, sign them to yeah. improve this team, yeah. to find better players than the ones that we already have yeah, in tough, the club for reasonable money, you know, because we can't just like, we're pretending as if, yeah, Big team or teams who like Solanke is just going to leave Bournemouth in Jan. What? And you know the meltdown if we don't sign anyone in this January. It, that's what was, it's going to be. Gonna be crazy. Go into the market. Like, just have your, like, I don't know, just be a, a little bit realistic and be like, who? Don't just say names like yeah. Solanke and yeah, get yeah. Oshi men and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who for how much? Yeah, like, how yeah. is this going to work? We're yeah. not, we always say that we hate Man City because we're not them. And we were not them. We don't have just like 100 mil in the bank somewhere stashed or Chelsea, you know, these yeah. clubs that you can just like... I saw someone tweet and was like, break every FFP rule available. Break, <laughs> break, break them all. And you'll say that and you'll be like, oh yeah, we've signed him. And then when they slap us with the deduction, it's going to be long. It's gonna... But uh, we spoke about Arsenal for a while. Yeah. And the, the only thing I want to end on here is I want to tell a little story, right? For any Arsenal fans listening to this podcast. Let me take you back to Christmas Day, 1997, mm. right? Damn. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, A long yeah. time ago. Disclaimer, we were, I, I was aboard, but I'm telling you the <laughs> story evil. anyway. Christmas Day, 1997, Man United at the top of the league and Arsenal, 13 points behind them. Yeah, long way to go. Right. That's 25th of December, 1997. Arsenal were 13 points behind them. That team had never won the Premier League, right? Man United had won back-to-back titles coming into that season. The Arsenal team had won the old first division and whatever, but there's players at Vieira had come in, never won anything. Yeah, Petit yeah. was in that team. Dennis Bergkamp was in that then, team. Exactly, excited yeah, yeah. to prove. Over Mars. Mm. 13 points behind. And Arsenal went on to win the double. They won the league and they won yeah. the FA Cup. And to this day... That is the greatest run chase in Premier League. No team has recovered more points from being that far behind at Christmas. And as I said, and this Arsenal team are five points behind. And as I said, if 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 Arsenal are to win it, you as any Arsenal fan out there should know it's going to be in the most dramatic circumstances ever. Yeah, it's going to be when you least expect. When you think all is lost, yep. and it's never going to happen, that's exactly when it happens. Yeah. So so buckle Arsenal up, Arsenal fans, relax. But yeah, buckle up, Calm. man. Saddle in. It's gonna right. be, yeah. It's gonna when, be when, one of when people ones. tell you Arsenal have a history of doing this, tell them that story, because that Arsenal team had never won the league, and they were taking on the juggernaut that was Fergie at the time. Yeah. Right. This time we're taking on the juggernaut that is Pep, and that's not me saying we're gonna go and win the league and we're gonna go. On, but it's five points. Yeah. Yeah. And, Arsenal have come back from thirteen before. And the last thing I'll say on Arsenal as well is, it owned like with a manager, might I say Arsene Wenger. Who had come never from done Japan? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never People were it. laughing at him when he came. New to the game. Thought he can never win the league, mm, mm, right? Mm. So let's just remember that five points. We said five points in March. Yeah, we'll take and, that. And then, and, then, and then the season starts. Um, the last thing I'll say on this is, 
these next six months are the most important six months. Mm. Like we've done, we've done well enough for the first six months, the first half of the season to be in contention, as we say, still five points off it. But these, like, if we can, if you talk about the last season and like the first six months of last season, if it replicates themselves for the final six months of this season, that's where, that's, 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 we know that's where it matters. So I have a little faith. I have, that's my little bit of optimism is that we got the, we got the wrong end of the six months. We got like last, last season, we got the the last six months wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This season, we've been all right for the first six months. And let's hope that this is our terrible stretch. Yeah, this is a blip. Yeah. yeah. City have had their blip. Yeah. Let's hope that this is our terrible stretch. And for the next six months, Odegaard and Saka and all these guys hit the same similar sort of form and output to yeah. desire yeah. as they did beginning of last season. And Arteta's probably telling them that of like, you don't worry, don't let fans get on top of you saying it's all over, it's this and that. Because that's what they're saying City last yeah. year. That's what Declan Rice came out and said, isn't it? Yeah. That now's not the time to be negative. And it's not, obviously, you, you can be upset with the loss, the performance, fully understand that. But yeah. we're five points behind first place, man. Yeah. It's like... And a long way to go. It could be worse. We could be, sure. we could be Man United. <laughs> we could have 10 hugs. <laughs> we could have absolutely no faith that our manager's going to get us anywhere. Um, but moving on from that game to Tottenham versus Bournemouth. Um, Tottenham winning 3-1. Uh, I think Tottenham are now, well, I think they're six points off Liverpool, who are top of the table. Yeah, one point behind us. Um, I mean, just, yeah, a great, great first half of the season for Tottenham. Um, Saar scored a good goal. Um, so, do you see Son's finish? I had that game on on my phone whilst I was watching the Arsenal game. And it was just the, the stark contrast of just one guy that can just do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, he but off his left foot, tight angle, off the post. When we were watching uh, some of those old Champions League games mm. the other day, I was like, you, you kind of forget, like how long inconsistently Son's been doing this. You know he's yeah. a good player. Yeah, you know yeah, he's dangerous. Yeah. You know he can yeah. do that. But like, it it doesn't matter what foot. It doesn't matter what game. He definitely has that his game. his finishing ability has never uh, really been questioned. I don't think yeah. not by me at least. It's uh. Yeah, he's uh, well, he, I, I just give I still give him a lot of credit for. I never thought he was a number one guy, mm. and mm. he is a number like he. I never thought he had the ability to be a number one guy, and he definitely has the ability to be a number one guy and and lead his team. And I want to big up Richarlison, yeah, man. scoring goals, scoring goals, yeah, turning it around, yeah. and and just shout out to Andrew as well because they're not playing good football. Like they lost to Brighton obviously early in the week, um, but even in that game, it's like they showed fight, they showed effort, they showed hustle, they showed that like. A little bit of something. So, Andrew's got these guys, they're like a thorn in a lot of people. Like, even when you think you're comfortable and you could be falling up, like, it's not that, you know, it's, it's, it's not that time are going to come back and win every game, but they're still not going to like They'll down. score goals. They'll score goals. Yeah. They'll be a threat. Yeah. I think. can't actually remember a game this season where Tottenham haven't scored. That's what I'm saying. I can't remember a game where, like, Tottenham have been out of it. Like, mm. uh, the, you know, you have nothing to get from this, you know. It comes down to even when Wolves, for example, when Wolves beat them, it comes down to these final moments. Yeah, and yeah, it's just, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ange, in that sense, has made them more competitive. They stick around in games. They they look as if you. It's like you have to beat us, for example. Mm. Um, and we'll just see how long that lasts. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not much more they could do. They're they're in a great position. Um, but saw Bat on the weekend. He said top four's wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Because I think there's, there's, I think 
it may be even more so than in, in the title race. I think there's a lot of twists and turns in that top four race top yet four to race. come. Yeah. Um that's that is coming down to the last match. Yeah, right? yeah. I think I think the last be a match lot of twists and turns in that. Um and stick around for our predictions next week on who's gonna who's gonna get top four because yeah. we will be doing that. But yeah, on Bournemouth, I mean I think they were unlucky because it was actually quite a good performance. Iriola came out and said I'm unhappy with the result, but quite happy with the, the performance, performance that yeah. they had chances. Um, Solanke hit the crossbar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just, I think Tottenham rode their luck a bit, but also they just had killers on the counter yeah. um, where they could just take take the game away from Bournemouth. But yeah, I think shout out Iriola as well. Shout out Iriola for sure. I think uh, I was very worried for him at one point in the yeah. season. I thought he was going to be the first to go just because of how Bournemouth were losing games and how shit the other teams were. So I think, you know, for him to as well be, I think they have 20 points or whatever they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's kind of incredible. He's getting the best out of Solanke for sure. Yeah. I don't yep. think anybody's seen him play this well. And all these, Semenyo and as I said, Christy. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I hope they can keep it going. We, the bubble will burst for them at some point, kind of like how it did for Everton. Like Everton were back in mm. goals, winning games, mm. four on the trot, and then it's like, all right, we lose the next two. It will happen at some point, but it, it's the bounce back yeah. where these teams are measured in. Yeah. Like if you lose two and then win the next one, Instead of going on a slump and losing four or five, yeah, exactly. that's where you'll be measured exactly. in in this league table. And if Iriola can do that, can lose two but come back and win the next one, draw versus a big team, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, they'll be calm. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. I think, um, yeah, like you say, the way they're playing, the, the one thing about Bournemouth, the way they're playing, is they create chances. Yeah, um, and that's what matters, man. Which, yeah, especially if you might be a team who's down there fighting at the end of the season, if you can rely on the fact that all season you've been creating chances mm. that will stand you in good stead come come the final months of the season but um we'll move on to uh the last game we'll talk about because um West Ham and Brighton are playing right now so we won't we'll actually see. talk about that one but Liverpool versus Newcastle on the Monday night football um Liverpool won 4-2 in the end <sighs> could have been they broke the record for XG, for could XG have been yeah, a lot been more than that um they were dominant but um I wanted to say that, uh, especially on Liverpool here, I know I know Mo Salah missed a pen, but the front three of Salah, Nunes and Diaz, yesterday Liverpool scored four goals and only one of that front three scored. scored. It's not bagging. The, the, the job that Salah is doing. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's him though. It's not crazy. No, but this version of Salah, Do you know different, what it, different level. That, no, that no, outside no. the foot. Pass oh yeah, that's for good. The goal. Well, do you know what it the, is? The slip pass to Jota. He doesn't even get an assist on that when the Jota cuts it to Curtis Jones. When when we used to have conversations about Salah, Mares, Hazard, that was always Salah's. He's an a elite, he's an elite goal scorer. Yeah, but he's not a player. He's not a football player, bro. What Salah's on this season? Yeah, even the pass to Jota for exactly. That's what I'm talking about yeah. for um then Curtis Jones. Yeah, well. yeah. That nice slip pass. Like this, this guy is doing. And I don't say this lightly, Riyad Mahrez and, and Hazard type stuff. Yeah. He's got a lot of assists as well. Yeah. I think that's like, the thing. The, the way what's that, the way Salah's game has developed, yeah. I could I did not see this coming. Do you know what yeah, it's 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 like yeah, it's confidence, it's obviously ability. It's not even like the shitbag assists that like yeah, Mane, yeah. Mane will just beat three players and score. <laughs> he's he's actually playing like game nasty slip balls. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those. It's one of those things when a football player grows older, and then you realize like, oh, he's he's mastered what he knows how to do in the game. Like Ben's had it, where mm. it's like he he knows to a T his strengths in football and what he can do 
with the football. And I think Salah's in that bag of like, yeah, if Salah receives the ball, um, like on the touchline, but closer to the halfway line, he's just going to give it up because that's not where it, that's yeah, not where he wants yeah, yeah, yeah. it. He's just literally just going to give it up and be like, give this back to me in 20 yards, 30 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah. And then he's, and then he knows he's dangerous and yeah. he can play that. Yeah. That, um, but I think the biggest credit to Salah is he's at a point in his career where like everything is just output. Mm, mm, like it's almost yeah. as if he doesn't touch the ball or like not. It's not that he doesn't touch the ball, but it's yeah. almost as if like he won't he won't ride three challenges on the halfway line. Yeah, and then just play it out. No, it's, it, no. it's all just yeah. crisp, clean cut assists, goals, yeah. assists, like game-defining passes, break up, you know, open up the and, defense. And just to, just to make it clear, you're saying that as a positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. I'm saying that as a positive, as like, he's, like, Ronaldo did it. You hone in your game yeah. where it's just like, this is what I'm good at. Yeah. I'm good at defining games and I'm going to leave a lot of the messy stuff to the younger guys. Yeah. Go go, go to that 50-50. Yeah. Go to that, like, It's, it's an acceptance ball. of, like, when you're at that, level elite level yeah. where only a very few players sit yeah you you can just say i'm just gonna win the game for us literally that's literally that's, that's that is I'm literally it like under um if Klopp could do his start 11 and write it down and put uh like their attributes of, of what he wants them to do you know under each name salas would just be game winner yeah yeah like game winner. yeah you know, everybody else would be like progressive passer, you know, box <laughs> yeah, top yeah, legs yeah, in yeah. midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like, yeah. you know, great pressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Salah would just be win the game. I don't, everything yeah. else is null and void. And he does it. And that's the be- that's the better thing is that yeah. he does it. Like there's a lot and, of guys and, who have that role who don't do it. That's that's all my, when I, when I mentioned um, Diaz and Nunes there as well, that's not to say they played badly. Exactly. Diaz they were played threat. well. Nunes, Nunes was a threat the whole game. But that's more to your point that Salah is just, he's the output. He's the output guy. He's the output. Like, Nunes can miss three big chances. Yeah, yeah, Diaz yeah. can miss two big chances and you'll win the game because Salah will have one or two and score both. Of them. Yeah. And I think Klopp would go more berserk if Salah was missing those chances. Yeah. Because as he said, that's, that's, that's why this period that's now. What, that's what we're in the team for. Yeah. This period now without Salah. It's going to be the most interesting one. It's going to be interesting. But yeah. Jota, who I also think maybe we should maybe talk about a bit because he came on at Burnley. Scored a yeah. great goal left foot. And he's just... Jota's one of those guys who I... He's an output guy again. Exactly. I kind of like... You know Jota has five goals, four assists? I kind of hate him. In the league. I don't, I, don't, the league. I, don't, I don't hate Jota, to be clear, but he's one of those guys where it's like, irrespective of how he plays, he gets goals and assists. Yeah, yeah. And ever since he's come to Liverpool, he was at Wolves and he was all right. I like, think that's that's a valid reason to hate a player. But like, it is. Because you is. don't have to do really play well at all. At all. To, and, and, and you'll come away with two goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever you think of his performance doesn't matter because he's on the score sheet. Yeah. Um, and he went to... he was At Wolves, he was a good player. But he went to Liverpool and he just became that cunt of yeah. like, I'm just going to score him with assists. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just going to bag. I'm just going to get on the end of things. And um, yeah, he doesn't, he's one of those guys who doesn't need to be informed. He's informed now, but he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't need to be informed. You're never surprised if it's, if it's him on the score sheet. Um, I, I, yeah, that's why I think he could be, he could pivotal. be quite big time in the, in this period. I, um, he, he, yeah. What I, what I worry about now is, who's going to be the one providing the final ball. I mean, Trent will do his thing, obviously. Um, but it's just whether or not Curtis Jones and McAllister... Mm, Sobozlai. Sobozlai have enough consistency. In that McAllister him. pass, by the way. Yeah, was it McAllister? Yeah. That slipped it through. Yeah. I didn't even see Jota on the screen. <laughs> I thought it was Trent. No, um, it was McAllister, the outside of his foot. 
Yeah, I, I Jota robbed him of an assist. My only, my only question once over Liverpool is whether or not those guys have enough consistent final ball. Because I think Nunes and Jota and Gakpo have enough in them. They'll miss chances, but they have enough in them to score chances as well. You just have to create yeah. literally yeah. like five a game yeah, yeah, yeah. for them. And if Liverpool can't create that five a game, it'll be tough for them. Yeah. But if they can, they have enough pieces. But we've always said that Liverpool's attack is not going to be the issue yeah, as yeah. well. And I think when you look at the way Liverpool played yesterday, um, I mean, the way they pressed Newcastle, yeah, the way yeah. they just suffocated them, didn't let them out. That's that's when Liverpool are at their best. But on Newcastle, Newcastle they looked knackered after yeah. 10 minutes. Gordon, even though he got an assist, Gordon got an assist, but by 26 minutes, he was blown. Yeah, like, yeah. He wanted to be done. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, they've got another big game away at Sunderland yeah. on Saturday. And then they got Man City. Yeah. Next in the yeah. league. And I mean, if they lose away at Sunderland, I mean, the fans are going to hate that. But yeah, this team looks like it's tired. I don't know they how look like they are struggling. I can't, you can't blame Eddie Howe too much because he's lost a lot of players through injuries. And even though I said injuries is not an excuse, um, I, I still agree with that. I still think injuries aren't an excuse. But I, I get it really feels like, why is he playing this? Like, I know this Lewis Miley's kid is nice. I know he's nice. I know he's got quality on the ball. But he's doing 90, 90, 90 everywhere. And I think that is why Liverpool and teams are pressing. It's like, we can go man for man to a certain extent because Newcastle have nice pieces, but there is always that one or the other. It's like Longstaff is in there or Miley's in there or somebody else is in there where you think, oh, we have a better player than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going to be the weak spot. And if we press him, if they get the ball out to him to build through, we're running. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I don't know what Eddie Howe does. He's just got to get guys back as quick as possible. Or, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know if to blame I, him. Trust I, I, somebody I, else, maybe. Like, I, I don't think Eddie Howe would be playing a 17-year-old. If he, have, if he had another he option. have to, right? Yeah. yeah. But he dropped... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit like the Zinchenko thing. Um, recently, everyone's been like, oh, surely Kirill can't be as bad as Zinchenko. Surely, surely Kirill can <laughs> defend Kirill better half time. Than, why, why, why is this guy playing every week? That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just saw it in the Fulham game. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Tomiyasu's gone to the Asia Cup, and Arteta was like, "I need you to do these forty-five minutes." Yeah, right. Before. Yeah, I know. I know it wasn't planned for Tomiyasu to no, do more than not at all. Not at all. <laughs> to do more than ten-minute cameos. Yeah. yeah, in that game. Um, but, but I just yeah, think, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't think, it, but I think, yeah, like you say, the the squad is the squad is stripped bare at the minute. Squad is stripped bare, but like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 you can't dig him too much because the squad is stripped bare. Yeah, but it's like something has to give something has to give yeah 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 otherwise you will just slide down yeah yeah that's the worry that's the worry because if they go and lose to Sunderland and then they go and lose to Man City yeah I think they've won one in the last five that'll be one in seven like I think the big issue with Newcastle is they used to be defensively sound but they're not really no. keeping. It's not even that they're not keeping clean sheets anymore. Teams are like Chris Wood back the hat trick. Yeah, teams are getting goals on them. Teams are getting numbers on them. Yeah. So it's got to change. I know Bottom has just come back. Burns as well has just come back from injury. Um, Chippier man, he can't have. We can't. He can't have worse. A worse two months. Yeah, than yeah, that he can't. He in, can't in football. So uh, one shining light. I think Livermentano is nice, man. Yeah, Livermento is. Yeah, yeah, he's nice. He's a well, nice. Well, piece. one beat one. I'm like, I, I mean, being before the game, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, Livermento's, he, he, yo, he's going to make it tough. Yeah. He's and he's good. He's tough. good on the ball. Yeah. He's tough to beat. Um, He's got the fundamentals from the Chelsea Academy. I wonder why they don't play that Lewis Hall kid who they also signed from Chelsea. 
Um, I, for some reason, I, I don't think Eddie Howe really knows right. where to play him at the minute. Whether he was, to play him as a centre midfielder or a left back. Yeah, or, but you'd, you'd think that at least he'd be getting 10 minute, 20 minute cameos because you've played Lewis Miley for 90 minutes for the past seven weeks. Um, like, but, but I think Lewis Miley's shown. I think when Lewis Hall has played, he's not been great. And that's credit to Miley because Miley's two yeah, years younger than yeah, him or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but I think when you see that your team is that tired and Anfield has that much energy, like the problem I had in that game was Dubravka was making save after save after save. And you look at the clock and it's like 65th minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, oh. I had the exact same thing. Yeah. I was like, there's absolutely no way yeah. this is going to carry on. Like, at oh, some point, Liverpool going to put the ball in the back of the net. Like, the team was so gassed. Guys couldn't close down the five yards. You know, they'd already missed a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, um, that that's I mean that's all the fixtures for this week. We'll do uh, MVP and Rookie of the Week. Um, for me, I ain't got too many. Uh, MVP, I was gonna give one to Cole Palmer. Yeah, um, got to get his. I think for again, two goals. People were calling him a pen merchant. He scored two goals in open play. Um, and yeah, just again showing like. He said, he said to Pep, "Can I want guaranteed minutes. Pep said, I can't give you that. And he left and he's balling. So fair play. Um, it's rare that, like, I think you would ever say, oh, this player's left, especially a young player, yeah. has left Man City, left the chance to play with, and under Pep, sort of guaranteed trophies, all of that. And it's actually been a successful move. Um, so, yeah, Cole Palmer. And for rookie, Jota is one of them. How, so how you got an open goal and you're going down, and takes and taking a pen instead. Insane the dick. goal is open. It's insane, Dick Riding, to give Salah yeah. his numbers. Yeah, and not have yeah. them for you. You must have a goal bonus somewhere in your contract. Or he's got Salah as his captain in the FPL. In the FPL. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're getting a rookie for that, man. Just stay on your feet, put it in the back of the net. I'll um, give my I'll give my MVPs to Olise because he's been balling for the nice, past couple yeah. of weeks. I think he's got like three goals in two games. Um, there was somebody else who I was thinking of who's literally just skipped my mind now. Um, do, 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 do. One one rookie I was gonna give Gary Neville. You can't compare Anthony to Riyad Mahrez in in any way, shape, or form. That's just disrespectful. Yeah. I'll give I'll give an MVP to Estepinian just for being back. Yeah, just yeah. just for being back. That just, goal as well. I'm, I'm back. Outrageous, <laughs> outrageous. The swaz on here, everything. Uh, rookie, so good. Rookie so of the, good rookie of the week. I'd still give it to Matt Turner. Oh just, yeah, hundred. Just just because 100%. it's like. I know, like Morgan gives why I bailed you out of it, but week after week after week, you're throwing away games. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm annoyed that he looks annoyed at himself. He's always yeah. like, oh, I don't know how, the how have I done that? Yeah. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> just, <laughs> and, and after the first one where you've just kicked it up in the air and it's come back to you, you've then passed it to yeah. the natural. <laughs> yeah, Matt Turner for sure. He's always like, oh, sure. how have I done that? I, don't, I can't believe it. No, I'm not having that. Um, any other rookies of the week? Oh, MVP of the week, David Ryo. Yeah. Long time since I've seen a penalty save yeah, from a goalkeeper yeah, fair, at fair. Arsenal. Long time. Yeah, I'll give you an MVP. Just it's been. I think of the Czech era. I yeah. think of the Ospina yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where Troy Deeney missed. I, I, oh yeah. my god! Like it's been a minute. So yeah. hopefully he can keep Does that. Does he keep actually saving? Save, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, not yeah. not yeah, a player yeah, miss. Yeah, yeah. But Arsenal keeper save a penalty. Yeah. And obviously, fans would have killed Declan Rice. Yeah. Um, 3 0 looks a lot worse. Yeah. At home yeah. Than 2-0. Yeah, exactly. Goal difference um, as well. It's, it's yeah, all... yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And keeps the murmur shut. Do you see that tweet I sent you? He was like, it's all David Rice's yeah. fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? You know, you know, actually, one person who I, who I will give an MVP to. 
um because i realized we have <laughs> crucified man united on this episode <laughs> but one person that i will give an mvp to is Garnacho. he's playing football yeah because i think of all the man united players there of all the like talk that we've had about not playing for ten hog and whatever i think this kid just goes out and just thinks yeah you know what? i'm just gonna do everything i can to help yeah, this team yeah. Like every time he gets the ball, he goes one v one. Reminds me a bit of like Martinelli when he first came into the team. Yeah, he's not afraid of that. He'll commit players. He'll make things happen. Even on the goal, it's a great pullback for Rashford. A lot of players in that position might just hit the shot. Um, he scored twice midweek against Villa mm. to get Man United mm. back in the game. Mm. I think of all of all the guys that you look at and you think, oh, these players need to be stepping up at Man United, um, especially given the situation. I think Garnacho's as a 19, 20 year old. He's done his job. Turning up and saying, yeah, you know what, I'll like, I'll, I'll do everything I can to, to make no, something I, happen. I'd agree with that. As, as, uh, as all the United pundits say, oh, there's a player there. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's got the quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is all the fixtures for this week. Um, and our MVP and rookies, um, like I mentioned earlier, next week we'll do, we'll be doing mid season awards and predictions. Um, so I've got a couple categories already lined up. Um, I'll send them over to Michael. You can uh, decide who, who you might give it to. Yeah, and um, and then we'll come back next week and uh, and let you guys know our thoughts. So we will be telling you who we think is going to win the league. Um, who knows, man? If something mad happens between now and next week, we might put Arsenal there. TP back in training. Yeah, yeah. Might see the photos come out. Oh, back with a smile. That's yeah. what I- <laughs> Timbers out on the grass. <laughs> um, if if there's an Ivan Tony bid accepted, yeah, maybe maybe that might change Watch the things. space. I I just um, uh, brace yourself. If you're not so fine, brace yourself for the transfer rumors. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't, but just brace yourself. You know how it goes. And I yeah. heard Jan, Jan and Vila still <laughs> yeah. still knocking around. I'm still. hearing Adrian Rabiot <laughs> finally coming to us. But um, no, the last thing I want to say, yeah. Any Arsenal fans watching this, calm. Yeah, it's, calm. it's a long ass season, man. Calm. It's a long season. It's a long, it's a season. long season. And when it, like I've said before, if it comes to March and Arsenal lose back to back games, you'll come here and you'll see a me and Michael game. A different one, yeah. Getting yeah. visceral. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah. serious. I'll but be, I'll be, I'll be ripping up players' contracts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ripping up players' contracts. Yeah, Zinchenko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you were caviar. Yeah, you could go. Yeah, get Chidi back. <laughs> but until we're, then, we're five points behind. Yeah, yeah. Until have, then, have some faith. Mikel Arteta has shown us more than enough. The we'll players, the players have shown us more than enough. Have some faith. Stay calm for real. And we'll see what happens. But love for watching and listening. All all the appreciation. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. That's one thing I need to do in the new year is tell people subscribe, Get comment. This video up. Yeah. Do it for your um if you're listening on Spotify, rate us five stars. Um and yeah, any support shown for the pod we appreciate. But thank you guys for Definitely. listening and peace. Have a blessed 24.